Welcome back to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham, and we're in a different studio. So to my right, to the right, instead of my left, to my right is the talented, usually penless, but he has a pen today. Got a pen. Snap chatless. I don't have a Snapchat, no. Local fashion icon. Indeed. Glenn Riley. What's happening, man? Man, just a lot of news pushing, pushing that way like Oprah. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on, man. We we've had a little bit of time off. Yeah, we had uh, some some studio issues, but whatever, whatever. It's all free. Yep, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Hey, I want to I want to first before we get going, uh, give a shout out to one of our listeners, Chad Turner. Uh, Chad and Todd Turner, two brothers that I grew up with, went to high school with at Roger Bacon, and uh, I'll tell a story here in a second. But their grandmother. Just passed away. Oh man, Grandma Lupe, and uh, and yes, I called her Lupe Fiasco all the time. So, uh, good people. Chad's a big time uh, listener to the podcast. So, shout out to Chad. Uh, sorry to hear that, and uh, definitely uh, shouts out to your family. Funny story. So, Chad grew up right around the corner from Roger Bacon High School. Oh, okay. And his dad worked the night shift at Ford. Okay. So no one was usually there at the house. The parents were divorced, so no one was usually there at the house. So And, and mayhem ensued. <laughs> we had some of the best parties ever in St. Bernard at Chad and Todd Turner's house. Oh, wow. I'm talking about uh, when when uh, the Dog Pound dropped their album. Okay. Oh, man. That <laughs> Dancing Corrupt was on, on, on full blast. That set the party off. uh Tupac's, uh, what was the double disc? Uh, uh, is that All Eyes on All Me? All Eyes on Me. Yeah. And, 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 and just one last thing, and then we'll, we'll move forward. But his dad um, played guitar and sang a little bit, so we had a lot of albums that, that laid around. And there was one album I picked up one day. By pick yeah. up, you mean steal? No, I didn't steal it. <laughs> I didn't steal it. I was like, I just I saw it out of the corner of my eyes. I was like, who, who, who in the world is this? Big mustache. And you know how we are with mustaches. big mustache kind of a fro cigar in his mouth holding a guitar and i asked i'm like drake's dad (laughs) it does look like drake's dad but uh some some people pronounce the name differently but uh we called him uh jim croche oh you mean jim Jim croche yeah yeah but we didn't know how to say his name yeah or or, uh, philistine so (laughs) we we would say croche Uh uh-huh in croche so it became a running joke, and we all had that nickname. So uh, we would call his dad Papa Croche. We would call <laughs> Chad Big Head Croche. Well, we had all. It was just. It was so funny, so okay. goofy. But and, it, and still to this day, twenty some years later, <laughs> I still have his name <laughs> in my phone. Is that so? Anyway, shout out to Chad, and uh, sorry to hear about the loss. What did you have going on this past week? Uh, just. Going in and out, out of the, the the job and stuff, nothing groundbreaking or whatever. I mean, it's been weird, man, just following the headlines and all the um, stuff that's going down. It's supposed to be jetting to Indianapolis, I guess, next week, so I don't know if we'll get a a podcast in before then, but that should be cool. Did You you didn't clear this, though. You had a... <laughs> it's just on the weekend. Okay. Okay. Shouts out to our super producer... Mario Doremus, a.k.a. Young Boogie. <laughs> he, can't, 
he can't speak, so we can just say say whatever today. But but Mario has to grin a bit. Well, maybe second half of the podcast, he might be able. No, to, he, he can he, come in. He might be able to come in right now. No, he's, no he's Mario. on mute. He's on mute. So hey, let's jump right into it. Let's get into the Jersey game. This is episode number twenty-two. Twenty-two Savage. Twenty-two Savage. Let's let's talk about baseball. Uh, good um, little group here. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, yep. um, Pittsburgh Pirate, current player, this um, perennial All Star. Will Clark. Had, Will uh, the thrill had the the, the sweetest swing of, of of the eighties. Often, just an effortless home run stroke. Um, the great Jim Palmer, um, preeminent pitcher of the nineteen um, seventies for um, World Series Oriole teams and underwear salesman. The that was the uh, jockey under yeah, uh, underwear. Yeah. yeah, remember that one? The picture of him when he was like had the barbell. Okay, he was in nothing but the underwear and all the chest hair was going. Do you remember that? Yeah, man. All, all this stuff was, was oh. basically the uh, uh, shirtless with with draws on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Clayton Kershaw, who's who's kind of like um, arguably the best pitcher now. Yep. Of the Dodgers. You got anybody else? Jack Clark. Jack the Ripple. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Will Clark, Jack Clark, and Jim Palmer all play for the Orioles. Okay. How about that? Yeah, I guess. That's not their primarily. But they all play. Yeah, whatever. And the Orioles and – I think has one of the best uniforms. I actually bought my nephew a Oreos uniform uh, a couple of days ago. Really? Cause his Which name, one? His name is Britton. And arguably the best pitcher last year, statistic-wise, was Zach Britton. So I showed him, like, the, the uniform, uh, like, last year. Like, I'll oh, check this out. Like, it's your name on the, you know what I'm saying? What color was it? Was it the white top, orange top? The orange top. Like and that. since he's, you know, since he's a Bengals fan, that can, like, you know. Go okay. along with that match, match some stuff. Mm, Bengals. Anybody else in baseball? Nope. Derek Jeter, real quick. Derek Jeter and his wife. Expecting. I thought she had it. Did she? I uh, think so. I just heard they were expecting. Okay, maybe. I, that I was quick. Be, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't. I don't follow it. Jeter's kind of disappeared after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure people who are checking for him. But I mean, like that Players Tribune site that that, that he was behind seems to be doing all right. So. Yeah. All right, what we got? Basketball. Let's go on to hoops. Uh, got a lot of people. Um, Rolando Blackman, uh, John Sally, John Sally. Uh, By the way, was John Sally on every championship team? Yeah, he got around because he, he was on the Pistons, um, some of the later Bulls teams, and then some of the Lakers teams. <laughs> He's an interesting dude. He's like a vegetarian. He's got like a lot of. Uh, anecdotal stuff he actually had a podcast a few years back that i used to check out on occasion what was it called oh what was that called i think it was um it was like you know you know the spider yeah so it's like spider and, and the henchman or something like that because dude kevin hench is oh, okay. kind of one of the friends like bill simmons but like he, he's, he's super bright like like this guy i think he like works on um hollywood scripts or something like, like me that. yeah uh jay williams the from Duke and the Bulls, who ruined his career with a motorcycle accident. Yep, he's doing pretty well in the um, yeah, broadcasting world. Yeah, analyst I mean, or whatever. Yeah, I mean it's a happy ending, I guess. He has a book out, I guess, talking about kind of how he got I through saw that. that. Yeah, but that was um, just stay off of motorcycles. Just, just, just PSA, everyone. Isn't that, that in like some people's contract? 
I think it was in his, but he just, uh, you know, but if, if it isn't it, but I think it is the standard, like you can't do dangerous physical activity. Right. Or your contract is void. I'm pretty sure it was in his. And I think the bulls were, you know, good sports about it and maybe gave him like a portion that they didn't actually owe him. Cause he was still, I believe on his rookie contract, or mm-hmm. but, but they could have just been like cutting, you know, cold Turkey or whatever, but you know, yeah, they're making money hands over fists, but what can be said? Uh, Elgin Baylor, one of the early high flyers in the '60s, prolific scorer for the um, Lakers. Probably historically, um, an undervalued player. Probably a top mm-hmm. twenty NBA talent. Uh, currently, Andrew Wiggins. I loved uh, back to Elgin Baylor. Yeah. One thing I always remember about him is the part in the side of the fro. Well, Elgin Baylor was a perennial guest of the NBA draft during the Clippers. Elgin right. Baylor was, was possible, was responsible at least um, pick wise for some of the, um, the worst draft picks in NBA history. <laughs> he was always there and they were all and, and the Clippers had an uncanny knack of getting a top draft pick in the year in which the top draft pick was, was a player that would not change a franchise. Uh-huh. So it was just like, Oh, Michael Candy. <laughs> Like yeah okay you you, you really can't build a, a championship around that I mean they got Danny Manning and Danny Manning was was decent but not you know yeah. wasn't, wasn't world beating so <clears throat> shout shout out to Elgin Baylor and Elgin Baylor I think was kind of like one of the last holdouts of um of the racist owner of the Clippers <laughs> before they had to oh really yeah like he was kind of like like. After a while, I think even he had to go, and he was just like, "Man, this is ridiculous!" Like, like yeah, and we're we're gonna be talking about owners a little bit later in the podcast. Okay, NBA owners and racist. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All uh, in one. Andrew Wiggins, uh, who's playing very well right now. Yeah, there's a um um your boy Matt, um uh, corporate was was talking about uh-huh. maybe they shouldn't have traded um Kevin Love. So people are going back and forth. Matt and Sam were going back and forth on that with uh with Matt holding down down Team Wiggins and, and Sam holding down Team Love. Oh gosh, yeah. So. Who, what do you think in that situation? Well, I think you know they they got the title, so you can't you can't ever say that you know. Wiggins had Wiggins had a more impressive um, year at Kansas. I don't think you do it, but that was a a real iffy. You know, he he didn't seem like like there was talk like pre um, his freshman season that Adidas was gonna give him like a hundred million dollar contract. Uh-huh. To which I would have said, okay, I'm not playing basketball at Kansas. I'm gonna get this hundred million dollar contract, and I'll enter the draft in in a year. Or in six months, mm-hmm. but he played, and he wasn't super impressive. Like obviously, he has the athleticism, and you can see that. Right. But it didn't, um, you know, it didn't um, inspire someone to say, oh, "Okay, he's going to be the next big thing." So, I think he ended up with like a thirty million dollar deal or whatever. How do you think he'll pan out? Well, I think he's going to be 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 good. I don't. I don't. I question his. Um, his temperament. He doesn't seem like he's just like a a dog at all. And it's nope. like like I don't know if you can you know, but you know, like Kawhi Leonard doesn't seem like he's you know it's But, but Kawhi he's Kawhi seems like he has like a quiet inner dog it, about him. Yeah, it's hard. He he's 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 equally as quiet, but he's like M C Wren. <laughs> that's that's probably a good yeah a good analysis. 
And, and, and Ren needs to be higher up on the list of rappers, by the way, whenever, whenever we, 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 we get cracking on that. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Clyde the Glide. Who um, famously would um, do dunks in the slam dunk contest without dribbling. He would. He would take like it twenty would, steps. It just looked weird. Like, dude, like, like, why are you carrying this this degree that that it, this would never um, happen? You know what? I, I was thinking about this one day. I was thinking about Clyde Drexler, and you know, occasionally on Facebook, you'll see highlights of uh, Larry Bird, MJ, you know, Olajuwon, and you never really see anything with Clyde. Okay. Have you ever noticed that? Like, as good as a player as he was, I don't think he had. You know, and he was obviously very, you know, um, athletic and, and had a lot of skill, but he just, the impact, he didn't have much on the game. Well, he's the reason the Blazers didn't draft Jordan. Yep. So, I mean, that his his impact on the game was plenty, I guess, in, in that respect. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, Portland wasn't the, the market that you were really going to get, you know, the pub like, like other places. I mean, he's a top 50 player all time, but, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know where we come down on the legend of, of Clyde Drexler. I mean, he was... <laughs> the um, legend of Clyde Drexler? <laughs> well, they had the uh, Five Slam Ajama, um documentary, documentary that, that profiled that team, and they were, like, really expected to win the title that year and right. lost to the NC State. But, I mean, he got his ring eventually with, um, you know, one of the Houston teams with um, Elijah on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess... And he seemed like a good dude. Um, Remember he used to kick his feet to his butt? On his jump shot, yeah, he had a lot of physical quirks when he we would like like his moves that didn't make him look look as, as, as dope as he could. Right, um, Michael Red, um, former oh. Ohio State, yep, great. Uh, was really on on point for the Bucks, and I think injuries kind of took him down. He was on one of the Olympic teams as well. That's right, he was. He was yeah. the worst player on that team. <laughs> uh, Dave DeBusher. Whoa. Yeah, uh, one of the um, 70s championship cats from um, the New York Knicks squads. Okay. And that's it for basketball. Well, you, you, I got a couple. Okay. This this is purely from Mario. Don't do this. Purely from Mario. For the Kings, Isaiah Thomas, who now plays for the Celtics. That, Isaiah that, Thomas was number 22 with the Kings. Am I right, Mario? I know you can't speak, but... He was number 22 with the Kings. That shows you the dysfunction of the Kings, that you got rid of a player who's now going to be an all-star, but but, <laughs> but you couldn't see it. It's typical of the Kings. I mean, the, 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 the Kings. Mario wants to talk so bad. The Kings are not going to, um, um, you know, be able to really put a championship organization together if you keep getting away uh, your, your top players. And Isaiah Thomas is averaging 30 points, 30 points. a game. Psh, that's more. That's, he, DeMarcus Cousins isn't doing that. <laughs> but I mean, what like you say? He's 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 the thirteenth best player in the league, so you wouldn't expect him to. <laughs> Larry Nance. Okay, yeah, that was um, that was the first. Larry Nance was the first slam dunk contest um, I became aware of. Uh-huh. I remember getting um, the rookie. In fact, it would probably be worth something if I, I if if eleven year old Glenn wasn't like drawing on the pages. <laughs> It was a all-star programming guy, um, book from uh, the 1984 all-star game, the first with Jordan was in, or 1985 okay. all-star game, and they were profiling in there the 1984 slam dunk contest. But um, And we'll be talking about the all-star game. It's coming up this weekend. It is. In the slam dunk. You know, Larry Nance's son is an NBA 
Yeah, he should be in a slam dunk contest. He, he should. He, he had a couple of live dunks earlier this year. Yes, he did. He wears number seven, I think. Okay. Yep. What do you have in football? Uh, we have Marcus Dupree. Speaking of, of, of documentaries done on, on, on people, who was um, possibly the, the, the best ever running back talent that never really materialized uh-huh. to an NFL player. He played a couple years for the Rams, but didn't get more than like 70 career carries. But he was a a beast in, in high school, the, probably the most you know coveted player of the 80s, and then a dominant college player for like two years, but was really, really kind of a quirky dude, was from a small town in Mississippi and kind of like didn't understand the, the ways of the world. And had he just stuck with the game plan, he would have, you know, been an NFL, you know, top pick or whatever. He got, he made a lot of money with the, um, USFL mm-hmm. for the New Orleans um, <clears throat> Breakers, I think it was the but, Breakers. Yeah, but he um, he um, got injured and basically thought his career was over, and then came back in maybe age twenty seven, twenty eight, and played for the Rams. Did you say he's from Mississippi? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. You said he's from a small town. Yeah. Is anybody from a big town in Mississippi? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like everybody says, they're from a small town in Mississippi. That's from well, Mississippi. Well, other than Jackson, I don't think there is, you know, um, large, <laughs> many large towns in Mississippi. And that's why they're 50th in most things. My grandmother <laughs> uh-huh. was born. In a little town in Mississippi? In a little town called <laughs> Loosedale, Mississippi. Okay. It's the furthest, most south place you could be. The first black billionaires, both male and female, are from Mississippi. So so you, you take that with your Mississippi jokes, people. Oprah Winfrey and Bob Johnson, both hailing out of Mississippi. Boom. From a small oh. town, I would imagine. <laughs> who else we got? Football. Uh, Paul Krause. I have no idea who that is. The NFL's all-time leader in interceptions. A lot of people don't. Paul Krause has been lost to history. He played for the Vikings during the Purple People Eater days, and he was just kind of like a uh, center fielder, just just nabbing off passes. Had like seventy career interceptions. Nobody else is probably within huh. in ten of that. Yeah. Okay. So so, shout out to Paul Krause. Finally got into Hall of Fame maybe four or five years ago, but there was a kind of a deal. Bullet Bob Hayes, the world's fastest man. Um, just, I think he was like the sixty four um, Olympic. Um, 100 meter um, gold medalist. Okay. And played for the Cowboys and was kind of a borderline Hall of Fame receiver talent. Like, 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 I mean, once he was in the open, you weren't going to catch him. By the way, I was watching um, the OJ documentary again um, because that's what I do. <laughs> and he broke into the clear on a run in high school, in college. And they said, Who did? Who did? OJ. Okay. And, and, and they, the, the commentary said, um, and he, he, he runs a, um, a one a nine seven one hundred. You're not gonna be able to catch him. And I'm like, there's no way in God's earth that OJ Simpson ran a nine seven right. in nineteen sixty-eight. Right. It, I mean, they would quote these numbers like they were just like there's so many people who've been quoted as running like like times that that, that are like right. no way. Right. And they'll be like, Oh, he runs a nine two <laughs> He runs a three nine forty, you're not gonna be able to catch him. You've got to watch the OJ documentary over and over. Oh, you got to, man. If you, it's never going to end. You're playing yourself if you're, you're not. OJ made in America, people. If any little bit of new evidence comes out, you're new, on it. new documentary. 
Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, that story just has so much relevance and, 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 and you know, shame the devil if anyone thinks so. I remember there was a, there was a, a, a I think it was Eric Dickerson, and he broke free and declared, and they said he's the fastest man in, in, in South Texas. It's as if that was definitive. Like we we raced everyone in South Texas, and, and, and so so don't even bother chasing him on this, this seventy yard run because. And Eric Dickerson, like somebody we're going to talk about a little bit later, mm-hmm. was banned from the Rams games for a little while. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, owner owner slash coach um, banning of players here lately. Hopefully that that trend continues. <laughs> and number one, of course, is the all time leading um, NFL rushing leader Emmitt Smith. Who, who, by the way, um, won Dancing with the Stars as well. So the man's truly a champion. And still in pretty good shape. Yeah. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah. I always thought it was odd that he wore 22. I wish more quarterbacks would wear um, off-kilter numbers. Because, you know, I mentioned Bernie Kosar a couple right. of podcasts ago. Yeah, That Doug Flutie pass against Miami was what one of the happiest moments of my juvenile life. <laughs> I was like, man, this this is off off the rack. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about the Super Bowl real quick Man. since we haven't had a chance to really get into that. From the Super Bowl standpoint, I think there are a couple things that stick out. Yeah. Let's talk about the commercials first. Now, you, you, you're into the commercials, and one of the things you always talk about being in your house and being private when you're watching a big event like that so you can really listen to the commercials, hear them. Yeah. What do you think about the commercials? People call me, though, on the Super Bowl, so that, that that's always still a um... – Do you answer? Uh yeah, I always answer my phone. It's okay. just a matter of, it's a matter of, of common decency. <laughs> okay. Um I wasn't fine of the commercials, you know, really nothing was really moving me. I probably didn't see half of them just I don't know, on Facebook or just doing whatever, eating. Um the Melissa McCarthy one was the one I thought that was really good that I saw. I thought that was really funny. Okay. Um other than that, man, I mean, was, were there any ones that stood I, out to you? Nope, not at all. Well, <laughs> part of it, part of it too, is that a lot of them leaked early. Yeah. A lot of them were online, so it's like yeah, I've it's like a new it. thing. Yeah, that they just like you know. But I mean, I don't know. Too many of them try to be funny. Oh, I like the yearbook one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I thought, true. I thought that was yeah. Who 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 was that? Um, it's a shame to remember the commercial. I don't remember. Um, was it a was it a was it a car or the or Geico or I think it was a car company. Yeah. That's a shame. I totally forgot because I think like they had like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And uh, some other people. I did like that one. Yeah. They were talking. It was for Cheetos. Yep. (laughs) For Cheetos. So what did you think about the game itself? Obviously, the comeback was what everyone's talking about. Well, it's probably the best Super Bowl ever from from a sense of of pure. I mean, it's it's the first to go into overtime. I mean, that was just insane. I mean. Mm -hmm. It was a literal lesson in how to to blow a game on the part of the Falcons. I mean, why you would be if you're up by the amount of points that they were when it was like twenty eight to three, I believe. Why every single play you run should be taken down to the wire? Mm-hmm. Like, I would really like to see if you just gave. Uh, if what would have happened if they just did nothing but run the ball and waste the full amount of time every single time they got the ball. So if they got the ball for say five possessions and ran it three times and say, I don't say they got a first down on only one of those five possessions. So they got additional, like, I don't think there would have been enough time for the Patriots to come back, 
but you know they were doing long dropbacks and get you know once they got the you know got sacked out of field position. I mean, when Julio makes that catch, that was a wrap. If they had, they just had to. They could have downed the ball there and made a field goal, and there just was not enough time for the Patriots to have three possessions, mm-hmm. two of which you have to get a a um, two point conversion. I mean, that was impossible. Now went from it went from being a very average looked like it was going to be a very average Super Bowl with the lead, and you're just like, okay. Matter of fact, and, and this is and this is what I was talking about. Uh huh. One of the reasons I enjoy watching sporting events at parties, this game was a great example of that. Okay. So the majority of the people that were at the party were cheering for the um, the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, because they would hate the Patriots. Exactly. And there was one guy who was cheering for the Patriots. And he voted for Trump. I, I, I can't confirm that. No, yeah, but, but, but you can. So his <laughs> I believe his dad – is originally from like Boston, okay, so well, he's. I'll give him that. He likes the Patriots. So anyway, he's there, and about uh, I forget I forget what happened, but he pretty much thought the game was over. So he's getting his kid. He's like, I'm probably going to get out of here. Is I'm going to leave the game's over. Yeah, kind of like the Kansas fans did against West Virginia. Did you see that? No. So West Virginia. This is, is way less important than the Super Bowl. No, no. This is this is. <laughs> West Virginia, did you see that, Mario? West Virginia's killing Kansas okay. at home. Uh-huh. Dick Vitale's doing the game. And the crowd begins to leave. There's okay. like 254 left in the game. Like Miami and San Antonio. Yep, and the crowd's out. And and Dick Vitale goes, are these people crazy? And, and West Virginia has the ball, uh-huh. up 14. And they've been playing well. And the crowd's just, just and people are waving like, we're out of here, see ya. And man, everything that could go wrong went wrong, went wrong kind of like with Super Bowl. And Kansas came all the way back and won in overtime. Okay, but kind of like that, this guy was like, "I'm out, I'm out." Well, I mean, and, you know, either way, you, you still get you beat traffic. Beating traffic is worth missing a lot of these these great games. I tell you, P- people want to people want to tout how how great he is to be in being a great game. Well, let me tell you something. When when you're in traffic four hours later, you you tell me about that fan. The fantastic finish is getting home early, people. But so so this guy starts talking to my dad. He's getting ready to leave. Starts talking to my dad who was uh-huh. with me at the party, and like one thing th- led to another. And he goes, "Well, maybe there's a little bit of hope. Uh-huh. Maybe there's a little bit of more hope." And he sat saved, down, saved the occasion. He right? did, and the whole place is like going crazy against the Patriots, obviously. And this it's like now. This guy against the party, not in a, not in, a in a mad way, but he's just like yeah, and everybody's like no, yeah, and just that energy alone makes dumb. the game that much more fun than sitting by yourself I don't like watching the game. I don't like that energy at all. That's your problem. That's this is just dumb. It's conflict. No, it's 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 sports. It's like it's no. It's, That's it's, like being at the game too. That's like being at the game. God. So so if you were so but let's see, say when you're at the game, it's majority same emotion like you're with out my game it's not like a 50 50 crowd it's, it's gonna be you know what i'm saying you're surrounded by like-minded individuals you know what I'm saying? as the party was i was at yeah but that's a that's a a, a microcosm that that that's it's the exception proving the point that i don't mo- most parties super bowl parties are gonna be kind of split because like like i said the problem i have with is that if i go to a game I'm probably actually a fan of of one of the teams, but if I go to a Super Bowl party, 
I'm just kind of randomly thrown into a situation in which like, oh, okay, pick one. And then you have people who are like, oh, you're a Falcons fan. It's like, no, I'm not a Falcons fan. I want the Falcons to win this one particular game because I happen to like them more than the Patriots. And that becomes irritant because it's like people pissing you off about, about, about something that you only care moderately. And it's like, you're going to, you're going to make me actually want the Falcons to win a lot more because you're acting like a jerk because of, but what's wrong with that? That's it's, that's competition, but it's contrived, but it's still fun. I don't find I don't find that fun. I, I, do. I, I, I love that competition. That's, that's dumb. I love it. Back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so is Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time? The answer is yes. I you know with, I, I'm not a huge you know NFL historian, but I would I would think so based on well, what am. he's done. I am. I'm a huge NFL. There's a shirt I wear that says "Huge NFL Historian." <laughs> I've been watching NFL films since 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 1983. Thoughts on Goodell handing over the trophy? Uh, he. I mean, everyone handled themselves with class. Um, Bob Kraft said a little bit of he threw a little bit of shade, but he didn't he didn't name any names, so they they got out of there. But I mean, you know, you know when you got them. You know what I'm saying? When when you win, you don't have to gloat, but um. I know they were all, you know, clowning off of that, but it was such a, it almost felt like just this whole year because like, you know, saying people were just focused on like, had this Super Bowl happened another year, it would have been bigger. Cause like people, even though they recognize this as a historic sporting event, I still don't feel like it permeates in the culture. Like it should have, or, or would have, you know, maybe a couple years ago, like, like that that was amazing what happened. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that was impossible. Like you don't come back from whatever the deficit was, you know, nineteen or whatever and have two two point conversions. Like that's a fifty fifty play, even if you get the touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that's So you're so you're saying that based on the season and just I don't think people were as engaged with the NFL this year. Yeah. That it affected the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think people are are blown like it's something it it almost feels like we're living in a time in which something amazing keeps happening like the Cavs hadn't won the world series i mean the 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 nfl the nba finals you know ever and cleveland hadn't won anything ever and then it happens and it's like like this is a wonderful moment like like get hyped the um you know final four ends on the final shot that's incredible you know, get hype. The Cubs never won, haven't won in anybody's mm-hmm. lifetime, 1907. And then they went, it's like everything, ama- the, the, um, NCAA, like all the finals of every major sport was some like amazing end. Right. Clemson beating Alabama. Right. It's like, so we got to this joint and this is as, as amazing as anything that's ever happened in the NFL. And we're kind of like, that was a hell of a game, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like uh, it's just weird, and then like you know, if you want to put the political upset with with Trump over Hillary, it's just a, a weird time to be alive. Like, what do you have to do to impress me? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't. I don't know. I might sleep with Halle Berry tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? No one would even care. Well, I would care. Okay. Well, that that'll be a topic for next week. Do you remember when <laughs> in um, Indianapolis, David Justice yeah. used to live in Cincinnati? Yeah. He had a house in Mount Adams. Okay. I didn't. And Halle Berry used to. 
Okay, she being used to, town she all the time. Okay. Yep, she used to be up there. Shout out to Dave Justice, who, who, who was who was on Halle Berry in her absolute prime. Went to Covington Latin. Okay, Covlat. Yep. I didn't know. I knew he was local, but I never like knew anybody who like knew him or anything. But I mean, I guess. Well, he so he used to have this house in Mount Adams, and it was I would say two blocks from the bar. So and they, his dad used to work at Ford, so it was wide open. Did he? <laughs> No, I'm, oh, I'm, I was like, I'm using I'm using the Chad Turner reference. Oh, got you, got you, got you. So, so he had this house two blocks from the bars, and whenever people would get out of the bars, they would purposely drive by David Justice's house okay. to see if his car was out there because that meant he was there and probably okay. Halle Berry was there. Okay. So everybody it used to be you it, traffic would be heavy. Going that way That's when you crazy. could have gone the other way. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time being there, and and uh, he had a he had a Hummer, he okay. had a black Hummer, and he drove through the, uh, uh, I forget what street it is, but where all the bar- bars are, and he had his windows down, and he was he was talking to, to people, and this was after, I don't know who he was with, but this was after, he quote unquote beat her or whatever the okay. the charge was, and and some drunk dude yells at at, at oh, him and uh, stuff. Class act that didn't that didn't go over well. Class act and um and and that's why I don't go to uh, Super Bowl parties. <laughs> We're gonna talk more about that. We gotta get you at some parties. I bet you you go to one big event party and your life will be changed. Well, I've been to I'm sure I've been to some big event. Party you haven't been before. to the right one. That's the problem. <laughs> there they have it. Let's talk about the NBA. We're at the All Star break. We are at the All Star break now. And a lot of things have come up in the NBA. Let's let's first talk about Magic a, Johnson. How the, how the king suck. <laughs> Mario's giving that look. Magic Johnson. Uh-huh. He's returned to the Lakers ownership as an advisor. Okay. And he's on record saying he wants to be the president of the Lakers. Okay. Now, Jeannie Buss has brought him in as an advisor, which has caused a little bit of friction with yeah. an organization because, you know, her and Jim don't get along. That's her brother. And they, they don't like that. But what Jeannie did was she brought him in to get the people okay. on her side. Oh, clever. Yeah. So, I didn't know this, but Magic was offered uh, a, a president's role with the following, a president's role, uh, GM role, ownership role with the following organizations. Okay. The Detroit Pistons. So, I guess one of the owners uh, from Detroit is uh, uh, Michigan State okay. grad. So they've got some synergy. Golden State. Okay. And then the New York Knicks. Yeah. And he turned down all of them. <laughs> well, he was right to turn down the Knicks. And he, he told, I know he told, I think Golden State might have been the last one, and he told them, look, I, I can't. I'm a, I'm a Laker. Okay. And so I, I think I think it would be the right move to have Magic Johnson be the president. He said that he would have Kobe Bryant working within the organization right away. I don't know if I agree with that. Why is that? And I'll tell you why I agree with it. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think Kobe Bryant is a, is a, a we first, um, personality. So I don't know how much he would, I mean, I think Kobe Bryant is, is, I mean, put like this at the point in which they both retired, I would have thought, that if you just said if Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson were both 35 years old, I would think to myself, uh, Kobe Bryant would probably be the better businessman. 
because he just seems like he has that right attack minded personality, you know, and, and, and I would probably be wrong because, you know, Magic Johnson is, is, is probably a, a couple of days from being a billionaire right. right now. But I just don't know if the, you know, like how Michael Jordan was with the Wizards. I don't think that, that, that being a great player means anything as far as, you know, building a, a basketball team. Like Jerry West did it and he's kind of like almost the only ex player to seem like he was, you know, uh, certainly amongst the star players, like, like Pat rally, a lot of people, you know, obviously played, but as right. far as people who are, you know, Steve Kerr, but they've been like successful coaches in front office people. It's not a long list. So yeah, the, the sure odds would be, be, you would be your favorite. yeah, he, he, um, yeah, he was able to, to put a, a near championship, and it helps. He's he's from Indiana, so yeah, yeah. you tie in that whole thing. What does Larry Bird do in his spare time? Larry Bird seems so low key, con- considering you he know what is. I'm well, it was funny. So a friend of mine was recently at a D League game, okay, in Indianapolis, and the, the God Larry Bird. Larry Bird was sitting there, and here's the best part about it: he took a picture. I should I pull it up on my phone. He took a picture of Larry Bird, who was sitting front row, uh-huh. and Larry Bird was wearing his All Star jacket. Oh wow. From back in the day. Wow. Like, how do you randomly pull out your all-star leather coat? You remember those leather coats? Yeah, yeah. Larry was wearing it. <laughs> that I'm, just doesn't I mean, seem like him. Larry Bird, I, I, I tell people all the time that, that I don't think there's a greater feat in sports than Larry Bird taking Indiana State to the finals mm-hmm. in 1979, I guess that was. Because you don't hear anything about them now or in my lifetime. To to you you can't grasp it now because college basketball nobody stays. But this was a time which virtually nobody, unless you were like a center maybe, nobody left early. So you're dealing with the utmost difficult, um, you know, talent pool of all four years of, of college at the same time, and this cat takes essentially the glee club of Indiana state and, and drags them uh-huh. all the way. And, and if they didn't have to play magic Johnson in the finals, they probably would have won against, you know, you know, Michigan state is a, is a big time college program. Indiana state has done nothing before and nothing since. And it was just right. purely, purely just Larry bird, just putting it together. And, and they were undefeated up until that point. Like, uh, I don't think anything compares with that in, in college. And remember when he played that game left-handed, yeah, somebody posted that up a couple yep. of days ago. Yeah, that, that was it. I mean, in the NBA, I mean, everything except like three point jumpers. He, he basically just plays left handed against the Blazers because he because he's he's, he's bored. <laughs> I mean, Larry Bird is is like I put Larry Bird historically above Magic Johnson because I can look at Magic Johnson and see what he's doing. Like he has amazing court vision. He can handle the ball like a point guard, but he's taller than everybody of his, right. of his time period. I don't know how Larry Bird does what he's doing. Like Larry Bird is the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he's definitely a, a, an underrated guy. <laughs> I mean, I would think most people consider Bird a top five or six player, but I mean, I'm saying I can't figure it out. Like how he was that good. Like it was some games you watch Larry Bird. Like man, this dude is incredible. Oh yeah, and he doesn't seem to have you know any like physical advantage over anybody else except he's just cold. Uh-huh. Like 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 it's almost like like you know. Like like he was a magician. 
<laughs> now, I've met Magic a couple times. Were you with me the one time? Magic no, I was supposed time? to go, and I went to the wrong Mercy Health Plex <sighs> because someone didn't clarify which one. Who would that be? Mar- I don't know. Mario? I don't know. It seems like something Alex should have mentioned. <laughs> I, I was cheated out of my, my, uh, my visit with Magic Johnson. Magic is a great, great dude. Uh, when he came to visit Cincinnati, he talked to a bunch of the the, the kids. Uh-huh. Um, and this was at the uh, Mercy Health Plex in uh, Fairfield. And <clears throat> so, so funny story. So, guy that I know, Mike Combs, is really good friends. Mike Combs is from uh, Michigan. Okay. And Mike Combs used to run a, a fitness club in uh, Lansing. Uh huh. And Magic used to go in there and work out, but okay. Magic wanted to have the place shut down so he could. You know, it could be private. Okay. And so Mike used to shut it down for him. So they became good buddies. Oh, and okay. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, Mike got him to come in town. Magic, this was, you know. For- in, in 2010, LeBron James built a fitness club in his house. <laughs> so so Magic comes in town. This is the first time I met him. And so Mike's like, listen, he's Magic. Magic moves fast. So. If you want to meet him, we've got to go to this certain area. He's going to come out and speak to him, and then he's got to do his thing, and he gets out of here. Okay. And so <clears throat> Magic gets there, and we are at the lower level. We've got to get on an elevator and go up. So Magic comes out. He's three-piece suit. We take a picture, talk. we got to get on this elevator. So he's got two He's he's got two interns with him. Okay. And then he's got like a a business advisor and she goes upstairs. She like goes a different way. So it was Magic Mike, myself, and these two interns. And Magic's all smiles. We get on this elevator and Magic, we're going up, we're going up like two floors. And Magic looks at these interns and he goes, All right, we're giving away and he names the following things he wants to give away okay. at his speech and he goes, I need them at this time. And, I mean, he was like, boom, boom, boom. And they were like, all eyes, boom. They get off of that. We get off the elevator. And interns go and get it. And one of the interns got the wrong thing. And Magic didn't scold him, but he he let him know. Yeah. But Magic, man, he gave away at this event. He gave away tickets. So these people in the crowd in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, he pulled up this kid named Ish who went to Walnut Hills High School here in Cincinnati. He gave Ish and his family four tickets to the Lakers game, his seats, fly him out there, you get to go to Disney. Oh, wow. And he's going to take him around in his limo. And he's telling him this event. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, he better not fall through on this. Yeah. And sure enough, Ish and his family fly out there, <laughs> limo picks him up. That's crazy. He gets there early, meets Kobe. They take him on the court. What? He sits in the seats. Goes to Disney, comes back, and, and it's just dad hits me up like, yo, this is real. And he goes, and the crazy thing, he, he said, we can come out again. <laughs> Magic has all these authentic jerseys. And see, if somebody didn't tell me um, the, the proper directions to the <laughs> <laughs> You were too old to win any prizes. They were only for kids. Whatever. Okay? Whatever. I look young. Yeah, right. So he signs all these jerseys. He had uh, Lakers jerseys, All-Star Game jerseys, and he just – hand them out i mean it was it was it was incredible that was the first time then i met him again at, a, at another uh business meeting just real real good dude so next time he comes in town glenn yeah we're gonna, we're gonna have to, to make, make sure i'm at, at the right mercy plex <laughs> make you uh draw him a tyke yeah so let's move on to the knicks <sighs> man a lot going on with the knicks mellow 
He, him and Phil getting into it. Hype you up, up every year and lose the championship, as Lauren Hill once said. <laughs> Phil, Phil's like they say, never around. And okay. him and Jeannie Buss don't go out anymore. Really? Yeah. They, okay. they broke up. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, she was so, she she was way younger though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like about like twenty years. And so, let's talk about Charles Oakley. I'm single, Jeannie Bus. Big, <laughs> Big Oak. What'd you think about that whole situation? It seemed like it was a melee. I don't know. It, it just it just it was bad optics on 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 all all participants. Who do you fault more? Or Was it equal blame? Uh. I mean, I fought Oakley if he if he's actually raising raising a, a stink to the point that you have to get security. But like, if if you ask me who who I'm like on the side of Oakley because Oakley's not destroying the Knicks as we know them, and, right? And, and Dolan seems to be. So I get why Oakley is kind of the avatar of of a Knicks fan who who's pissed at all that's gone down. So. If you want to, you know, use him as as the fan surrogate, then yeah, I don't have a problem with 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 him being pissed. But I mean, were you, it, it was just weird. Like you know, you can't push a, push people away and stuff like 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 he did. Were you surprised that the majority of people? I'm not t- talking about Knicks fans. Just the majority of people sided with Charles Oakley. Were you surprised of that? Uh, I mean, because the places I I, I was yeah. shocked that people had Oakley's back. Well, I guess they're looking at like, okay, here's somebody in the crowd, and you know he's a former player, so you feel like, okay, he's kind of got more gravitas to be talking than just, you know, Joe Smo. And he says something apparently that he refutes that he, you know, said something awful or whatever. And you got like eight people around him, like like trying to get him to leave. It just seemed kind of like, well, this like at a certain point, you're just kind of like, oh, well, this is the underdog in the situation, even though he's, you know. A foot taller than all of the security guards. Right. By the way, why don't get Charles Oakley be a security guard? <laughs> it seems, seems like that may that may be a lot more effect. That, that that's the solution that everyone could uh, embrace in Nick's land. Yeah, he he can't go pushing dude like that, pushing guy that pushing the one guy in the face, and that that was a to me that was a really bad look for him, and Push it made seat. it made him look like when. When the owner said when that, King Kong was was swatting at the at, no. When they said <laughs> the, the owner said Oakley was drinking and is as an alcohol alcohol problem. Yeah, I mean when he was pushing the guy in the face, pushing it, this was such a bad look combined with the push, owner saying that push the C. <laughs> get it? Yeah, I get it. He pushes people. Yeah, I was just kind of this. I don't know. It was a lot of blame. I was really I was disappointed in, in in Oakley. I know he's a from what I hear, he's a good guy. Okay. Um, people, you know, he's the people's champ in New York. <laughs> he's, he's Michael Jordan's personal bodyguard. And how about uh, Silva getting them together and yeah. um, having Michael Jordan call in? <laughs> it's kind of weird, but whatever. No, I thought that was a good move. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's kind of like Charles Oakley doesn't have to go to Knicks games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he doesn't. But I think from a – Because he, he was a bull for him. He go to Bulls games as well. I mean, from a PR standpoint – you you want everything to? I mean, from a silver standpoint, you want everything to smooth over. How about you just get some 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 bleacher seats and we call it a day? <laughs> but but you know if you know, I, I like for example Goodell, I think Goodell's on his way out in NFL. I, I don't think, know about that. I I I do. 
and I know somebody that's probably going to get that gig. Oh, so you know the next next commissioner in the NFL? I kind of do. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk offline. We'll I'll, see. I'll All tell right. you, he's All almost right. a billionaire, too, and I happen to know who he is. Okay, well, look, we need to holler. Maybe, maybe we could be at the right <laughs> mercy plex this time. We're magic. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll fill you in offline on okay. that. And so you shouldn't be doing, you sh- we shouldn't be mentioning stuff like this on, on, on a podcast. This is, this is, is I know it's making doing. waves. Oh yeah. I, I know who's got to be the next president. I, I, I think he's in line. Okay. If, if, if everything, let's just say this, he was Bob a, Huggins. He was a major <laughs> CEO. Okay. Of a company, a worldwide company, uh-huh. and he recently now he's not an old cat. David Letterman. He stepped down, okay, from his position to line himself up. Oh wow! And well, you know, you make like like Goodell makes like 40, 30, 33 million, forty one million per year, per year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like people like like uh, Roger Goodell is, is you know he's a millionaire, but he's got to deal with the egos of all these billionaires. I'm like, if you ride this job out for like, like, like 17 years, you're going to be a billionaire. No, like, like, no doubt. Like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Roger to get Dale. Has, I mean, if he's been there 10 years, he, he's, he's worth, you know, 250 million. If he's worth a penny, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, like this ain't, you know, but I think, I think to what you're saying, he really, I think the owners really like him. Yeah, obviously. So, they're the ones most likely making the call. Yeah. But I think there's some things we'll, we'll talk about offline that yeah. factor in. But with um, with Seller, I, I think he's a great commissioner for the NBA. I yeah. think he does a I think he does a great job, and I don't think it was an easy job to take after Stern. Yeah, well, I mean, with the Clippers thing, he did he did a great job. That I think that gave him a whole lot of um, credibility going forward. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Stern was had gotten to the point where it was kind of like, and eh, you know, what I'm saying he was like too dictatorial, and he did, yeah. he didn't seem to understand like relate to the players in the way you needed to for the times. And I think Silver has a really good grasp of, of that, probably more so than any commissioner right now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What do you think about the Mellow situation? Uh, I mean, they should have already gotten rid of him. I mean. The Knicks are, are in this weird – I mean, it's not weird. It's just misguided that the Knicks think that they have to be an attraction every year. But they also know they can't win as presently constituted. Right. So you just got to – you know, like I always say with the Sixers, you, you have to resign in your mind that you're not going to be a winning organization for two or three years. And that's just the way you, you do it. And, and you got lucky – you have a A plus building block in Porzingis, and I mean, the dude is is seven three, and and is not really doesn't seem to be injury prone. I mean, like that's that's crazy. Like like this is a piece. So why are you having Carmelo, who by the time Porzingis would reach twenty three, twenty four years old and be in his you know begin his prime, Carmelo's not going to be. A, a contributing member of, of that mix. So like, just get cut your losses. And I mean, they think we're going to, what are you doing? Bring a Derrick Rose in. This is just stupid. You know what I mean? So with Mello, they talked about him potentially going to the Cavs. Yeah, and the rumor me. was the Cavs said no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't, you have a championship, um, unit already established so I, I don't see bringing bringing him for love if you if you just said 
in a vacuum, do I like Carmelo better than Kevin Love? Maybe. I mean, it's not a slam dunk, you know what I mean? Which is a basketball reference. But, um, <laughs> but you know, he, he's, you know, Kevin Love can function if he doesn't have the ball in his hand. Carmelo Anthony cannot. <laughs> right. Well, Love's, and, and that's Love's hurt. Statement. Yeah, I know. But, you know, he won't be hurt forever. A little knee surgery. I like what LeBron said when they talked to him about the Love being hurt. What did he say? He says, we still got me. He should, you know what he should say? He said, Love hurts. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, NBA. Cavs are 39 and 16 right now. Yeah. Boston is 37 and 19. Two good teams in the East. Where are those Pacers at? The Pacers. Far down the list. <laughs> or, n- I mean, M- Mario, if, if Mario's still hanging, that, 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 that Paul George is going to be a top two MVP candidate at this point. The, the Pacers are 29 and 17 right now. Yeah, that doesn't feel like a, a MVP performance at all. Uh, Paul George is averaging 22.4 <laughs> points a game. That's like 14th in the league, probably. 22nd in the league. Wow. Yeah. Not 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 an MVP. I think you can say that officially. I want I want my gift card at the end of the night. Let's look at DeMarcus Cousins though. DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, he's putting up monster numbers. 27.8 points a game, 10.6 rebounds a game. Are they above 500? Mario, he can't talk. Yeah, that's what's so funny. We could just we could just tease Mario. Hey Mario, how how's the what, what's that in my ear? Mario say, Mario say, oh, the Sacramento isn't very good. <laughs> now, Gold State is 47-9. and nine. The Spurs are 43-13. and 13. And as, as we've talked about before, um, I, I'd like to – I love the NBA, and I love what's going on right now. It's but fantastic. I would love to fast-forward <laughs> to the finals. Yeah. You know what's weird about it? With, with Golden State being 47-9, and nine, I, I still don't feel like they they're, – they're, they're not there, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, people are still dogging on them a little bit, and they've only lost nine games. Well, I mean, after you have a season with your only – I mean, what, they lost nine last year, right? What was, what was the – 73 yeah. and nine? Yeah. yeah. So, so so they've reached that they're, total. They're going to have to um, run the table. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you add a great player like Durant. Yeah, but that's what's so insane about, about that. Like, like in this – I keep thinking, like, was this some nefarious plan by Nike to just eliminate Steph Curry from the scene? That are they like giving um, Durant like extra money to play for the Warriors really? because you basically take out your? I've never heard you say this. Yeah, yeah. This is I mean, my business partner talked about that. Like, what what a brilliant chess move that would be if you somehow um, took one of your top players and put them on the team to basically be be better or at least split the credit of the Warriors, you know, championship synergy, you basically make, you know, I mean, what can you say? Like Under Armour is now secondary to Nike, even in Steph Curry's market, because, you know, I don't, I don't think you can make a case that on a, a, a team in which Durant and Steph Curry are, are on the same team that, Kevin Durant isn't a better player. Right. So so you basically right. and you you know, you see Under Armour stock, you know, following accordingly and it's is and you know, Nike well, you know, keeps on, on move, moving forward. Under Armour's CEO. Yeah. 
How about that line and Kev- stuff with Kev- Trump? Kevin Plank. Uh, well, he's trying to, to pull back, but, um, you know. Aren't they all after? Yeah. But then, then Curry said something about it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, I wonder if Curry's going to try to. I, the, the new low top Curry's are one of the, the 10 worst signature basketball <laughs> shoes of I mean, all time. Remember the ones last year? The all white ones? Yeah. yeah. When, when, I mean, but that shoe at least looked good in its high top version. The, the new one, the threes look bad yeah. in the high top version, and the low top version is just like even whatever. worse. Yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Kanye stuff later on, but he he's got a, a pair of shoes out right now that that look like um, you're wearing two twin Hyundai Sonatas on your feet. It's, you're talking about Kanye's running shoe, yeah. Which we'll we'll, we'll get into a little bit later because it's Yeezy season, right? It's Yeezy season, but Yeezy season is is is, uh, is, is no longer a holiday. <laughs> Now, what do you think about Golden State versus OKC? Golden State goes to OKC, and it's the like fans the, are furious. The, the 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 welcome the welcome back. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Everyone's wearing cupcake shirts. Russell Westbrook needs to chill. I agree. Like he he, he comes at it like it, it it's so personal. I mean, and maybe he's taking it personal, but like everybody else in the NBA is kind of like on board. Like, look, we're we're, we're millionaires. We all grew up poor. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook is, is going going at this joint like 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 you you know murdered his family or something like it's just so much vitriol and you're just like man first of all you're not winning the game you know what I'm saying you're not you're not a team in which you know you're not competing for a championship you're you're you know you got pile up all these stats you're gonna be a, a, a you know a fifty fifty um, MVP candidate but it's like Dude, like nobody else is, is is feeling the intensity like this, and you're just like, you know, what I'm saying it's it it it's one of these people that if I knew somebody like that doing any endeavor that I was also involved with, I'd be like, if y'all don't get this mf. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how are they gonna how are they gonna work together for the All Star game? Yeah, I mean, you wonder. It, there's cause, there's cause, three Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah. Is it three? Okay, and then or is it four? Is it just three? Right, because Clay Clay Thompson didn't make it. Right, yeah. so it will be Draymond, Curry, and Durant, and then you've got yeah, Westbrook. Got, oh, yeah. So who, who who's not starting? By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's, that's, so, that's another thing. So you think he might be mad at that? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's just like, come on, like like everything is. What's he going to be wearing for the All Star oh, game? I, I haven't even seen like his uh his um outfits this year. I'm sure I can I can Google see what he, he's. I mean, it's just, it, it just gets to the point. Like, and and one of the things that bothers me is that's not his. It seems like to be a contradiction for someone to be that intense and that like gangster on the court, and then you're just wearing stuff. It's just like this is just downright moronic. Yeah. But yet you're you're a dog on the court, and it's like it, it's such a um, um kind of contradictory things to be doing. I can't think of anyone more serious that's worn dumber things than, than, than Russell Westbrook in, in, in sports history. So he wore for the game versus Golden State. You didn't see what he showed up in, did you? Mm-mm. I'm not sure what shorts he was wearing, but one side was black, one side was white, and then he had like maybe some tights or com- something on. I don't know. But okay. he had on um, Jamie Foxx's Willie, was a Willie Beeman jersey. Okay. Yeah, number 13. Okay. Yeah. That's what he wore. He he just comes in some bizarre stuff. Which sometimes. is an Under Armour product, by the way. What is Willie Beeman's jersey? That was when, when they 
got one of their um, oh really early breakthroughs that they were the outfitter of the any given Sunday oh, okay. um, uniforms. Yeah. Okay, which were basic. There was nothing on. Yeah, it. just black with thirteen on it. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you think you guys? How do you think they're gonna exist during the All Star Game? And they got to do a lot of things together. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it's it's on it, him. Like, cause Durant don't care. Like, Durant Durant's like in interviews is just kind of like a cool dude. Just like, hey, you know, like that. That's on him. But I don't know. I mean, we, we'll see. Do they make up? Is that the point where they're like, okay, cool. We got we got to sit down and talk, hash this out. Let's move on. Uh, well, I mean. After a certain amount of time, you almost get to a point where it's just like we don't even need to like there's no reason for them to be friends if they're not friends. You know what I'm saying? Like if if, if you have somebody who imagine like, you know, you work at a job and then you moved and then you saw the person again and y'all were cool. But they're like, I ain't speaking to Alex today. I get that all the time. And you would just be like, well, I'm leaving, you know, to my new city, to my new job. So. It doesn't require, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I st- but you know what? I I think it's good for the NBA that they don't get along. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, it's 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 interesting in the age of everybody being chummy chummy that and you got somebody together and yeah, who 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 ain't on that. But it's kind of like you have to explain why you're like. It, it's one thing like if Draymond Green ain't on that because we know Draymond is is, is you know like an intimidator or whatever. Crazy. But when you're like a. a a shooting guard, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just doesn't. It almost seems like it, it's it's contradictions within a person that that kind of don't make a whole lot of sense. But I mean, yeah. Well, let's look at Westbrook right now at the uh, All Star break. He's averaging 31 points a game, 10.1 assists, and 10.5 rebounds, and they're 32 and 25. So the other person that's in talk for the MVP race is James Harden, averaging 29.2 points a game, 11.3 assists. And the Rockets are forty and eighteen right now. Who's in the lead for MVP? I looked at the Vegas odds two days ago, and Harden is in the lead slightly. Why do you think that? And do you agree? Yeah, I think I agree. I think people felt that Harden could have won it a couple years ago when Steph won it for the first time, and they're a top three team in the West, and that's was kind of unexpected. And, and anytime it's a tie goes to the better team. I think people really have a problem giving the MVP to a player on a team that's not considered, you know, one of the four in the in their respected um, um, division or whatever. So conference. So. So do you think? Obviously, the numbers are are great for Westbrook, but do you think they have to play better as a team, have a better record for him to? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're. I'm going to say so far, but they're like eight eight games behind Houston. So if you, you know, take that to the end of the season and there's say 14 games behind Houston, if those players are, you know, Harden is leading the league in assists. So even though that's not triple double, if you, if you're bringing in almost 30 game and leading the league in assists, that's almost as impressive as somebody getting a triple double, especially when you're doing on a team that's winning games at such a, a high level you know, more than mm-hmm. OKC is. You can say that possibly Oklahoma City's um, Russell stats are detrimental to team success, but you can't really make that, that case against Houston when no one saw Houston as being, you know. I mean, you, I, I would assume Houston's supporting cast 
might not be as good as Oklahoma City supporting cast. I mean, I can't really name too many standouts on, on either one of them. So. so if things stay the same, you say that James Harden will yeah. be given the MVP award. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Westbrook will get it. Not Paul George. <laughs> I think Westbrook will get it, and I think it's going to be if, – if he keeps doing the same thing and, and gets a triple-double, I think with popularity – and that whole triple double thing being a phenomenon, I think they'll give it to him. I don't know. You t- you tell it to Vegas. Vegas is usually right. Yeah. Vegas don't lie. Triple double. I'm going to say something here. You know, I think you know where I'm going to go. I do believe the triple double stat is overrated. Uh well, the um, I read in an article um. Uh, about Westbrook in a New York Times magazine a couple weeks ago, and they said that if the possessions were the same as far as possessions per game as when Oscar got his triple-double season, Mm -hmm. that Westbrook would, averaging this year, like (laughs) 50-17-17. Because there there was so many more missed shots and and, and because of the pace, like more possessions. So like 20-some extra possessions. Yeah, it was something pretty – Pretty um, outrageous. That would that would probably factor into even you know stats being built up because that that's that well, that, that crazy year where I think World Average is fifty or whatever. Well, here's my thing with the triple double, and I read this I forget how many years ago it was. Jordan and and now you could even say LeBron. Jordan could have averaged a triple double in mm-hmm. a season if he wanted to. Yeah, and I believe that if LeBron went out and wanted to do it. He could do it. Yeah. No no doubt about it. So, in, you know, I get discussions with people from Oscars. Well, I don't Oscars think anyone gym. can win it who's, who's vying for a championship. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and, and I get into discussions, you know this, with people from a different generation mm-hmm. who believe Oscar is the greatest player of all time, which I disagree with. I think he's probably one of the greatest college players of all time. That's true. I will I will give them that. I will I won't I'll say, you know what? Cool. Just like when people tell me Tupac's and the greatest of all time. He's got the rings to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> so but but I, I, I still say to this to those people that say that and they go, but but Oscar averaged a triple. He averaged that doesn't make him Yeah. Well great. I mean I, I would be it's funny now that, that if Westbrook does it with those people you know what I'm saying? No one's got to say. They won't. Well, Westbrook's the greatest of all the time. He averaged a triple-double for a whole season. Well, I, and I told you this. I uh, I ran into, um, uh, when I was at the Gators game, um, Barry. Okay. Uh, I just forgot his first name. Um, underhand free throw. Oh, Rick Barry. Rick Barry. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about his son, uh, Cannon. I uh-huh. remember his dad's first name, Rick Barry. Cannon. And Cannon. We, <laughs> we, Cannon. we talked about. The triple double. Uh huh. And he says a BS that him? No, <laughs> no, no. He didn't say that. Yeah. He he said that. And I said, what do you think if Westbrook averages a triple double for a year? And he and he his he said that it would be different for him because he doesn't feel that Westbrook has had to go against the type of big men that Oscar did. He says when Oscar went to the lane, he's going against far better big men That's true. than Westbrook ha- has had to. Yeah, well, the rebounding was a lot more tougher to do. Mm-hmm. Any guard, especially, put it like this, any top-notch point guard can average a double-double because if you're getting the assist, 
just by being a starter, you're going to get 10 points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. the deal, obviously, that, that makes this day and age different is that guards get way more rebounds because, A, the quality of big men, like you were saying, is, is going down, and, B, everyone's shooting threes, so, so rebounds carry them way farther out that, you know, perimeter players have equal shot at it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're – there are people getting rebounds now after the ball bounces. You know what I'm saying? Right, and, right. And you're getting right. credit for a rebound. It's not like, you know, a rebound back in the day was like a grab in the lane for a potential putback. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Did you see um, Bill Self was on ESPN and they asked him about Embiid and, and the process and all that stuff. And uh-huh. Bill Self said if Joel stays healthy and – the Sixers continue to get better. He feels that he could be one of the best, not only big men in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. but you could definitely put him in one of the top five greatest big men of all time. He said, I think he has that much potential. And obviously, yeah, he was his coach, and he's he's biased towards him. But have you watched him play, and do you agree with, with that? I haven't watched him play, but I've seen the, the numbers just immediately. So, I mean, you can't really if – he, if he can stay healthy – I mean, he he was leading the league in scoring if you do, did his numbers by, like, an average playing time. Mm-hmm. Like, he was putting in, like, maybe 20 minutes and having, like, 17 points. Right. So if you were to just extend him, like, say, 38 minutes or, or 36 minutes or whatever, a normal starting center without um, injury restrictions played, his numbers were pretty, I mean, much more impressive than, say, a DeMarcus Cousins. So I think we can we can make a case that um, hey, you have to admit it's not as much fun when Mario can't talk. <laughs> you can't troll Mario through the lines. Mario's got got to come in this door and, and grab me in a second. Mario's got 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 some Larosa's pizza over there that is uh, from Calzones. Oh, he had slices too. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's just ridiculous. And didn't share any with Did us. Did not offer it. Nope, no offer. And, and told us the wrong wrong of. Um, um, Healthplex to meet Magic Johnson, so it's, it's all all around shade from from the two of you. Uh. Oh boy! All right, let's talk a little NCAA hoops. Now I know you haven't watched a ton of NCAA basketball, but and we've talked about this, Glenn. Last year, man, I just couldn't get into college basketball. It was boring to me last year. It was Ben Simmons' fault. <laughs> well, a lot of the teams were running the same stuff. Over and over, high ball screens. It was just, it, it just got repetitive. But this year, this year is better, a lot better. I mean, th- there are a lot of things going on. The number one team in the country right now is Gonzaga, and they're twenty six and zero. Four games left. Man, they have a chance to go thirty and zero. That's gonna be exciting if they can pull that off. And I think they can. I think I don't, I don't have their schedule pulled up or with me, but I think the next game they play like San Francisco, and then they've got. Pacific and a couple others, but well, they're a beast in their conference. Absolutely, so. we're gonna have to get uh, the walk on rim back on the show. Yeah, no doubt. If you go thirty and zero, like uh, they're the UConn of men. Uh, absolutely, we're gonna talk about UConn a little bit. Okay, Villanova is is considered the second best team in the country. A lot of people will tell you Villanova is the best team, the defending champs. Kansas is number three, Baylor's four, Arizona's number five, and number six, number six. is UCLA. That boy. And I was next <laughs> next Saturday, and we're, yeah, we're going to talk about him in a second. 
Next Saturday, Arizona plays UCLA. Okay. I was supposed to be there at that game. Man, and played, I, played yourself. I have tickets for the game, and I've got a lot going on preparing for uh, AAU basketball, and so uh-huh. I, can't, I can't make it out there. But I had, dang, I had tickets I wanted to go. That's a shame. But uh, but with UCLA, and, and, I, and I think it's good to have schools like UCLA back playing well. Yeah. And to have a superstar like Ball. And we're, we're going to talk about the Ball brothers. We're going to have to bring in somebody a little bit later and, and talk about the Ball brothers because okay. that, that whole phenomenon is pretty wild. It's fun. Make, make it, make it, make it NCAA basketball great again. <laughs> now, Duke is number 12. I'm going to tell you what. Have you had a chance to watch Luke Kennard play? No. I love Luke Kennard. Mario, have you watched Luke Kennard play? You know, this kid's been – I wouldn't say he's been doubted every step of the way, but people always said – Luke Kennard can't compete at that level. Um, when he was in high school, they said, oh, he's going to be okay. He won't be great. And I think he was a great high school basketball player in our area. And then they said at Duke he wouldn't be able to you know, become a premier player. And I think at, I think he's the best player on the court for Duke. Oh, wow. And I think he's been the best player in the biggest games for Duke. Better than Grayson Allen, the tripper. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't disagree you, with that. You agree, Mario? Hey, Mario's, Mario's back, back, by the way, people. Mario's back. Yeah. The try for return of Mario. <laughs> Make no further comments. Great again with Mario. So you you have you watched uh, you even watched Duke this year? Have you? I uh, caught a bit of that, that Carolina game. One of the Carolina games, not both of them. I think I think Luke Kennard will be a pro. And okay. I think he'll do. I think he'll do well in the NBA. And so you think he'll jump pro after this year? Uh, if he does, I think it's a mistake. I think he needs another year, but I think he's on course to. I, I wouldn't go out if I were him. But he's having a good season. Well, this is gonna be a, this. This is the best draft, year yeah. year for for draft picks in probably the past decade, if not not longer. Like it, it's yeah, there you can get a pick. That's why if you're a team like say the Kings, it would probably benefit you to not make the playoffs <laughs> as opposed to to fight for the eighth seed. I, I would I would shut Cousins down right about now. I think that'd be a, a wise move on on behalf of all. all. I mean, Marl, you can talk now. He has nothing to say. Are the Sixers in, in position to, win, to to make the playoffs? No. Okay. Good. See, that's what I'm saying. They they, they know what they're doing. They, they they can they can get just add another piece. And by the way, with the Sixers, real quick, uh, T.J. McConnell. And uh-huh. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna work on getting McConnell on the show at some point here. Um, last time I mentioned him, he had a game winner. Okay. He had another game winner, like right after that. Yeah. Dude's been balling. Anyway, and that's a kid that they said would not make it in the NBA. So it's good to watch uh, T.J. McConnell. Proving the doubters wrong. That's right. Trusting the process. U.K. is number 13. U.K.'s kind of been up and down this year. Yeah. Um, I've, I've watched them probably more than any, any of the, the teams. Shame on you. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be at the U.K. I'm supposed to be at the U.K.-Florida game this Saturday okay. because I can't go to Arizona-UCLA. Okay. I'm going to U.K.-Florida. My Gators Got to connect with Bam. You do? Yeah, yeah. You have a connect with him, or you need to connect. with No, him? I have a connect with him. That's uh, um, my. You know uh, his personal chef? No, I don't know the personal. Chef. I know the personal. I have a connect with the personal chef of of, of Tyron Luce. So when I'm in Cleveland, I'm treated like a king. Hey, <laughs> you eat like a king. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Never met any of these people. <laughs> these are friends of friends of friends. So like my my business partner. Those are the best friends. My business partner's friend is uh is kind of like a mentor with with Bam or whatever. So so um. That's like my lightweight connect. He like rocked the tight shirt and everything. Your your connects are too far. 
Yeah, you got you got to close that I'm loop on, a little yeah. bit. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't. Your degrees of separation, or yeah, or like normally like three. Well, like Alex, like has met the people. I'm, a, I'm, I've met Alex. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that, so that's kind of my my team's connections. But I don't look for nothing from people. You know what I'm saying? That's I, true. I, I, I just, like, I, I will give you that. Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, as I was saying, uh, the Florida Gators are ranked number fifteen. Uh-huh. Um, I had a chance to watch Florida practice and playing a game this year. I okay. like their basketball team. I'd like to see them make a nice run in the tournament. Hopefully they beat the ga- uh, the uh, Wildcats okay. on Saturday. My Bearcats. Now, my real team, my Cincinnati Bearcats, are ranked number 18 right now. 22-3, and three, five games left. I think this is one of Mick Cronin's best teams. I think it's his best team. I do too. Now, he's had teams, I think, with some better players in certain positions, and yeah. they made nice runs in the tournament. But I think... As a whole, this is his best team. I think for a lot of reasons. One, they have more offensive firepower mm-hmm. in different positions than he's ever had. And on top of that, too, the kids have come along together. So it's not like you're just piecing new kids in. Uh-huh. They've all kind of came up together. Yeah, yeah. And they're real close. When they go out and they go do things, they do things as a unit. Okay. And I think that I think Yeah, that always breeds a certain uh, camaraderie and, and and it 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 benefits itself on court that you might not, you know, that might be counterintuitive. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm hoping now a, a lot of the games that they have left, the the, the five games and then the conference play um, they're just trying to get themselves a good seed. And seeding is, I think, very important for the Bearcats because matchups, as you know, in the NCAA tournament are key. Styles make fights, as I've been told. Absolutely. And the Bearcats <laughs> in the past, um, one, the one year they play Harvard. and Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, that was a terrible matchup for yeah. them. It's like almost everybody knew going into that game the Bearcats were going to lose. It was crazy. And, and the Bearcats had a better record. And had been playing better than yeah, Harvard. Yeah, a better conference in the whole nine. But oh, the whole the whole deal. Well, Harvard. there's certain teams that it's almost like in, in football where you'd have like a one team in the country you'd be like running the option. It's like, well, we haven't seen it, so we're going. Yeah. So even though we're, we're we're fractionally better, we can't prepare for this one team in such a weird way, and that's what like Harvard was doing with the the back door. They still run the back door. Uh not really. I mean, okay. they, they run they run very uh, educated. Yeah, an educated offense, a yeah. very cerebral. Yeah, <laughs> I, I miss Pete Carrillo. So back, back. your whole game was based on on, on a on a backdoor screen cut. And they just they just they <laughs> just, just set you up for that. It was they almost beat Georgetown. Georgetown oh. had two um, uh, Hall of Fame centers on on, on one team uh-huh. and nearly lost to Georgetown to uh, Harvard. Yeah. Doing doing backdoor cuts, man. Ridiculous. Well, and, and I'm hope I'm hoping that the Bearcats get a good seed, a good draw. I think they could uh, make a nice run. They they and what's what's unique about I think this group is at 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 some points in the game they have a, a five guys out there who all can score, and we just haven't seen that in the past. With mixed group, it'd be one or two guys that are the primary guys in defensive uh, defenses um, hone in on those guys. But you know you could throw it to Kyle Washington in the post, and he can turn and score. Gary Clark. I don't know if you have a chance to watch Gary Clark, not the musician. Okay. Um, Gary Clark, because I know where you were going to go. We've got a we've got Lincoln commercial now. Yeah. So Gary Clark um, can can get it done in the post. Although you know these guys didn't play that well against SMU, the road game. They're they're big road test, but they came back uh, and and beat uh, USF pretty bad last night. So that was good to see. Now 
Xavier drops out of the top 25. X. After starting off the season, I mean, they were they were top 10. Yeah, yeah. They're playing really well. Uh, I believe they're 18 and 8 right now. Okay. Because they lost uh, to Providence. So they're 18 and 8. The, the, the one thing that they have going on is their st- strength of schedule, okay. which has a lot to do with their conference. Yeah. And their conference is so strong. But, but where they're hurting is uh, they lost one of their shooters, uh, Miles Davis. Okay. And, and, and don't even don't. Hey, man, it's not my fault that everybody has musician names. Like you, you're going to be saying, oh, they're, they're, their backup point guard, Nelly, um, <laughs> came out. And they're, they're, they're forward, um, <laughs> Go ahead. I want to hear this. Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> is, is, is power in the paint. So, so Miles Davis gets kicked off the team. Uh, Edmund, for, for heroin use. Ed, Ed, Edmund Sumner, who was there. Miles Davis used heroin. The, I, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. Edmund, I see how I just kept going. Edmund Sumner, Sumner uh-huh. excuse me, Sumner uh-huh. is probably their best NBA prospect. Okay. And he was already hurt. His, I think he had a torn labrum, and he was playing on that in a shootout. Who was the last Cincinnati and or Xavier player to be a lottery pick? To be a lottery pick. It's been a while. Is that uh, is that uh, Samaje? Did he? Where did Samaje? I'm trying to think. Uh, yes, David West was the last. That's one? crazy, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's that's the deal. We need some stars up in this piece for me to me to rally around. That that's 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 what gets Glenn to the game. So you can make some tikes. It's not all about uh, that, man. I, I, I think yeah, it is. So I think uh, I think Xavier and UC. Both have some players. I think Jacob Evans definitely. Uh, hopefully, guys like Jacob Evans and 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 Sumner from Xavier stay another year uh-huh. and get better. And I think they could be that. Now Sumner's out. He tore his knee and um, tore his ACL. Okay. And their other star player, Blewett, who had like forty points in the crosstown shootout, who yeah. was absolutely balling. Um, he's hurt his ankle and he's out. So you talk about three of their top players: Davis, Blewett, and Sumner. All out right now. It's crazy, and and you know they've got you know five games left in the season. So Xavier making the tournament is in jeopardy right now. So we'll see what happens with them. But I, I think this this tournament, an NCAA tournament, I believe is always great. Yeah, but here's one of our problems with the tournament though that, that I hate that they do this. Suppose Xavier is an on defense team, and we say. You know, whenever the people come up with their brackets, they're like, oh, man, Xavier is a team that I think would be, you know, 60th in of, of the 60, what is it, eight teams now, whatever, uh-huh. whatever the number is. Upon getting into a tournament, they're going to give Xavier like a, a, a seven seed or, you know what I'm saying, a nine, like a, a seed not befitting the 60th team best in. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things that always bothers me that we're saying – Look, we know how good this team actually is talent-wise, and that's what we judge you on once you make the tournament. But you just barely made the tournament. You would think that in a, in a purely equitable system, you would be like, well, a team that just barely made the tournament would be like a, a 14th seed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they don't. And that always kind of tripped me out because it kind of reaffirmed a like a priest. Like we know who the best teams are regardless of the record. It's just a matter of putting them in. The, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I always felt kind of like that was unfair that like like to a, a team that was like you know, say say if Gonzaga was 
had three losses. And you're like, oh, but they're not in the tough, super tough conference, so we can, you know what I'm saying? We 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 penalize them a lot right. more because we we know how good well, a team is actually. Well, and you see that they're now doing the seeding early. They're they're predicting. Yeah. Oh, they, the, yeah. They, the they, the yeah, seeding, they, they, kind of yeah. giving you an inside look of what. Oh, they're Joe Lenardi's doing it in October. Right. What what do you what do you think about that with that with the announcement how they lay it out? It's so stupid. You don't like it? I actually like it. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Like 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 if I if I preseason wrote made a fictional NCAA tournament, um, you know, um, bracket. Whatever. Pe- people can't. No one can get a bracket. Like like in college football, I can tell you like, okay, mm-hmm. these are four teams I think are gonna make the. Right. Um, and even if I'm wrong. I'm close because you know the teams that are vying for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anyone predicted Alabama and Clemson not to make it this year. Like, that was just consistent consensus choices. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, and I think probably Ohio State as well, either Ohio State or Michigan. Like, you, you knew the route to get to the, the four. You give just no way to, to do that in, in, in a in – a, in a, uh, a sport in which the thirtieth team can beat the third team. You don't have that in in you know well, what I'm saying. They they just well when they did the what was it two two weeks ago, they're they're giving you the seats the, the top what was it the top. Well, you know four any seats? team that's this one through you just break down the standing. So if you're but if I you're, like that if you're number five through eight you're a two seed. If you're number nine through twelve you're a three seed. It's like. Yeah, we get it. You know what I'm saying? You can just color code the, the top yeah, 25. Yeah, but, they, but they're saying, okay, they're matching up with, potentially matching up with this team, but it adds discussion. But you know that's not going to happen. You know that, that you can't predict that this team is going to be a three seed, this team is going to be a 14 seed, and they're going to do battle in, in in the Tulsa region of the Southwestern. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's impossible gets, to guess. Yeah, but it, but it still, it gets people thinking about that earlier, and it I gets the discussion know. going, which I think helps – College basketball. I know for me, last year when I was bored with college basketball, not that that would have changed that, that got, last that, that year. That got you revved up. But it, it at least gets the discussion going yeah. and, and thinking about that. So let's talk about this real quick. And Mario, I want to get your opinion. And Glenn, I want to get your opinion. If you could pick, and, and Glenn, I know you haven't watched a tremendous amount of it, but if you could pick right now a winner of the tournament, just pick one team, and I want to hold on to this so when we get to that time uh, a little bit later on, you're just taking a guess. Taking a guess. Who would you pick? Duke. You're picking Duke. Mario. They're the best coach. Okay. Mario, who would your pick be to win the NCAA tournament 2017? Mario? No, I'm going to change my pick. Kansas. You're going with – no, you never – okay, there's a there's a rule. Never trust Kansas. Although they Kansas have – won a title. I don't trust Bill Self. You you can't trust Bill. I, I agree with you, Mario. I, I've learned that. But they do have two dynamite guards. I gotta say Kansas. Okay, you take Kansas, Mario. I'm gonna hate myself for this, but I'm going Michigan State because I just like Tom Izzo. Michigan State, they they might not make the tournament. What? But so but you're saying they if might they make, make the tournament, if they make the tournament, you think they're gonna run it? Wow, Tom Izzo. If if they do that, and who, who do you got, Meach? I am going to say. I'm going to go with Villanova. Okay. Uh right now. Um although I I tell you one of, one of the and I want to see how things pan out a little bit later. You still I'm going a with Villanova. Soldier? You like Slashstone and Cobra? <laughs> I'm going with Villanova. Okay. But I think it would be a cool story to see UCLA win it. Oh, no doubt. Um and that's who I'm kind of hoping gets a, a good 
a good seed and some good matchups. I'd like to see UCLA make a run. So uh, one thing I want to talk about, the Jordan 31. Okay. I think the jo- – I know I'm, I'm, I'm jumping, but we're, Michigan's on the screen right now. Yeah. And they're a Jordan school right now. Um, Mara, you can chime in. Glenn, the Jordan 31 I think is one of the best signature Jordans in a long time. And I know I, I know I'm close to, to Jamal and Eric, and I, yeah. I've, I've got a dog in that fight. But I've seen a lot of pictures. I've seen the shoe on the court. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the better signature Jordans in a long time. I think it's doing pretty well. Okay, you don't agree with that? Uh, certain colorways. I actually bought my best friend's son a pair for for uh, his birthday. Which color? The black ones that that mimic the Space Jam. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they I were, like those. They a were lot. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the main thing I don't like on them is the the partial swoosh. If if that was completely gone and I had no notice of that, I wouldn't have a um, problem with them. I think they're decent, and and like I said, certain colorways are better than others. Um, I thought that colorway was tight. I like you know always like the um, the whatever ice bottom with the the, the transparent mm-hmm. on the bottom, right. so that's cool. The upper, I don't know. I, I I think it's almost like they've run out of ideas for the uppers these past years. That that they've all just been kind of. Um, a single body construction, and then we just add a graphic on there. So uh-huh. it doesn't really. I always kind of felt like, um, the dirty secret in sneaker design was that you used to have to have a shoe, like like certain parts. Like this shoe looked like this because it was a basketball shoe. This shoe looked like this because it was a baseball shoe. Uh-huh. And now it's like all the actual construction and benefit is built in in like you know, underneath the surface. So a shoe can look like whatever. So you're not making it a design because it's functional. You're just doing that because it looks good. So every shoe is basically a single body shoe with, you know what I'm saying? And you just go from there. So it's just kind of like, oh, we'll just put this this zany design on it. We'll put the, the jump man here. We'll put the swoosh here. And it's like, it, you, it could look completely different if you chose to do it a different way. Like, I actually think the 30s were, were, were lightweight slept on. Oh, I, I love the 30s. Okay. I actually love the 30s. Mario, thoughts? I think it's the best Jordan or the best signature Jordan since the 21. Okay. W- w- what's what's the second? What would you say in between that was was one, another one you liked? The 2011. The 2011s. I don't I don't the, I, which ones were the 21s the one Dwayne Wade were, wore? With the circle? Those were the That was the 2010. Those were the 2010s. So you like the you like the the 2010s? No, the 2011. The ones after. Which ones were 2011? Describe those. Mario? He wants you to describe it. Uh, you had, like, it had the mesh tongue, and then uh, the outer had, like, the, uh, kind of looked like the 11, like, on the toe box. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they had, like, I think the first three colors were, like, the white and blue, the white and black, and then the white and red. Okay. Uh, those weren't bad. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying about like how the, the color blocking was. Yeah. Which one were the 21s? The 21s? Yeah. That was the one where you could change the uh, the actual posit in the sole. Yep. Yep. The, well, those, no, 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 no. You, you're talking about the Jordan 21s? No, those were the ones that had the... Um, uh, oh, those are horrible. <laughs> 
the ones they had the red. Those, those no, are the, the, Jam- the, red, the James, James White, White ones. The James White. The Jordan 20 ones, Mario, had the red suede. You're talking about the pods inside of them? Okay. You're talking about the pods, not That's the – okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you, you love those? Okay. Fair enough. Did you like those because James White wore them? Nah, because I, I was when I was working in foot action, like that was like when it came out. I think that's when I first started working in foot action. Okay, and I just I love the shoe. Okay, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, hey, let's let's jump into uh, let's jump into a little bit of Grammys talk, and um, you know, like usually we have a uh, the life of a certain uh, famous person. Uh, today, I want to take the theme to be the Grammys, the 59th annual Grammys. So one year short of sixty. Right. So <laughs> Adele versus Beyonce. Before that, you know what I got to talk about, What's and that's that? the host, James Corden, or whatever. I think he did a great job. Okay. Did you not think so? I enjoyed him. I, I didn't. Um, you know, was was wasn't over the moon. I wasn't against it. I think he did did fine. So, um, did you see with his carpool uh, car, carpool carpool karaoke? He's taken it to the next level. Okay, he his, had, yeah, I saw like with the the selfie or whatever in the. Well, no, I'm talking about the new ones he's doing on his the oh, late late show. He's going to be doing ones no. in like he's with Will Smith in the helicopter. Okay, yeah, he's taking it. He's he's doing some crazy ones. The one with Will Smith looks pretty funny. So okay, I can't wait to see that. But I thought he did a nice job. Um, I want to talk real quick about Bruno Mars. Uh huh. Um, Bruno Mars performed twice. Everyone performed twice. He he performed. <laughs> That's what I like. Off of his album, which I think's the jam. I don't. What's up with his uh, that like late eighties like rapper look? The whole him and the whole crew got. I, I don't understand I don't it. That, that is that tied feels... with the album, or is that just something he's just? I have no idea. That, that always feels so contrived whenever I see somebody. Oh, I got on Adidas suit with with it's like in the big Dookie rope chain. Yes, yeah, like that's not. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. So <laughs> it's whack to me. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> The uh, I'm dressing like that next podcast. The Prince performance. He did Let's Go Crazy. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Was he playing the guitar? Like, I think so. I, th- it, I think he was. If he was playing the guitar, then, then, then all props to him. I didn't know if he could play the guitar. I, that that seemed like, like was. That, was, that was that was mighty good. But I mean, but it was other people with guitar, so I didn't know yeah. what, 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 what he was doing. So I don't know how that works. I but. think it would look bad for him if it came out that he didn't yeah. play the guitar. It yeah. would be not very authentic. But I thought uh, what was so funny was the <laughs> fact that he he looked like Prince. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess if someone was to look like Prince, I guess someone who Hawaiian would be 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 close enough to to <laughs> to to Prince. I don't know, like, because Prince didn't really. I mean, it's weird because he always had like doing something with his hair. Oh yeah, so always. it's tough to really get hair. get a, a a grasp of like Prince just being you know whatever garden variety light skinned black. You know what I'm saying? Like like like. <laughs> Like Prince could be, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. who knows how many people could look like Prince if you chose to like, like have like, you know, your hair wowed out like like Prince did. Like, like Morris Day still is Morris Day. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Speaking of Morris Day, yeah, somebody found him. Props to Morris Day. <laughs> he brought him out. Morris, I love that. As good as anything, still Jerome still got the mirror. Still, still doing the steps. Still, still doing the birds. Still, still sliding. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. You know what I loved about that? What I, what I loved is there were so many people that have that had no idea what that was. Yeah, it was like like this is who. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the time, and I'm rocking. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I was yeah, I felt like like that was almost kind of like, uh, okay, these are Prince's friends. 
Because <laughs> they did, they did time songs. Yes, they did. Which, which, which are the jam, but have have like maybe twenty mm, percent of the recognition factor as the average Prince song. Right. So you know, you you doing Jungle Love, and they just like <laughs> people are like, what? Twitter was blowing up. Like, who, who is this? Go on and know you. That was great. So uh, let's talk about Tribe's performance. Uh, heady. Um, it was strong. Like it was. Yeah, it was, it was aggressive. Well, the thing was so funny about about Tribe is, like, you're at a point in which they're the only still relevant group from the '90s. Yeah, and Tribe in the the um the landscape that they found themselves, you know, when they came out was definitively the most laid back of all of like the nineties groups. Right. Like even within native tongue who were far from being like, you know, were considered the cerebral cerebral click of the, um, the, the time they were the most laid back more so than De La Soul, more so than Queen Latifah, the jungle brothers, you know, black sheep, whomever they were like the ones that made like the, the real mellow chill music. So right. for them to be most associated with like, you know, militant black conscious as, as many of their um, detractors felt on, <laughs> on Monday morning. Yeah. It was kind of like, odd cause like, that's I'm, not who people consider tribe to be. I'm, su- I'm I'm surprised Donald Trump didn't tweet about that and, and tweet about Buster Rhymes going yeah. at him. Agent orange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, and then they brought out the, uh, the Muslims, yeah, yeah. Uh, holding hands and, and bringing them all, bringing them out, and then tribe, you know, busting down the wall. That was their last. That out. was their last night in Dixon's country. <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm I really pissed. I mean, I saw a, a woman came to my job with with his job on today, and I was like, like, like with his what? With, with a, a woman came into my job with the hijab, the that oh oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah rap and stuff. Yeah, and I was, you know, you just want to be like, like look, you know. <laughs> like you want you want to be like show some sort of kindness beyond yeah, yeah, beyond them. simply you're, giving them the directions to where she was trying to go right, but say, but, yeah, but you can't like you know what I'm saying so no doubt about it yeah so but, hopefully I was able to, to to convey to her in some some unspoken such, fashion such that, a kind soul that, 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 yeah you like, showed her the tribe like, performance like, <laughs> <laughs> like sister you seen this YouTube video <laughs> so ch- uh, chance the rapper. Yeah, Chance the Rapper uh, was was definitely a big star from the Grammys just because of the awards he's won, how he's done it, the independent route. I'm not on um, Chance the Chance uh, train right now. Wh- why is that? And and let's talk about the hat. I don't like the hat. Um, why does he wear it like that? It's like he's intentionally looking goofy, like because he's he had on pants that like were were really high as well, and it's like I don't know. It's almost like he's a he's a um, I don't even know what you call like he has a learning disability or whatever like 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 someone like like in a previous time who would like 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 be ostracized like wearing their clothes yeah, in an yeah. odd way like and that's cuz you know you know he's really bright and you know he's talented but I don't think he's you know like obviously he'd have a good year as Drake like come on you know what I'm saying like on 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 any level Drake was rapper of the year last year if we're just going by the numbers, you know what I'm saying? It would be like DeMarcus Cousins winning the MVP. So, <laughs> so why do you think he he won the award? Because he's a he's a fan favorite. He's a, he's a feel good story, and and Drake didn't even care enough to attend. He didn't. But um, people sleep on how big Chance the Rapper's head is. 
Dude's <laughs> head is so big. And I mean, I like him because he symbolizes good stuff. You know yes. what I'm saying? He's like a Absolutely. nice guy. He, he he's, he's more religious than I care for my rappers to be, but 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 he seems like but it feels to me like we're in an age in which um it's like people are evaluating like I know this guy is talented. So I want his product to be better than his product actually is. Not saying that coloring book was 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 bad. Like I like some of the songs on there, but I feel like this takes place as well as Kendrick. Like if you told me that Kendrick Lamar has a single out tomorrow, Chance the Rapper has a single out tomorrow, and Big Sean has a single out tomorrow, I'm like, I bet Big Sean's single is better. But people like, but but Kendrick Lamar's single is more important. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's almost like like a a a artistic hierarchy that people are recognizing. And they're not recognizing like like I always feel like that that's kind of how the hood gets like like neglected like Yo Gotti got a song out but people ain't gonna like people ain't gonna put like oh Yo Gotti had uh yeah you I know. ain't checking for Yo Gotti yeah but I'm saying but like you know Twenty One Savage you know even Future like don't no one act like Future is is, is a whose new album comes out tomorrow yeah but like Future is a major force inside of like Black American music. But don't nobody consider, oh, Future might win a Grammy. Like, no one, I, I didn't hear any outrage for, for Dirty Sprite not receiving. <laughs> He's got a song with Drake that talks about, I just want a Grammy. You never heard that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. Like, 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 like there, there are these people who, who you feel as if, as if they're. But don't, um, you, don't you think some of those suburb, guys earn that? They're suburban rappers. Like, and the suburban rappers get it and the hood rappers don't. Right. And, and, and that's why I'm stutting on my ex. But, but do you think that they earn that? What? That what you're talking about, that they've, they've got this. Well, I don't think they earn it more. I, first of all, I, th- I think it's easier to make it in that route than it is to make it now. And, you know, like if I say who's won the best rapper the past three years, you got to be like, oh, it's been Chance, it's been Kendrick, it's been Macklemore. And then you just say, okay, the rap that people really listen to as far as like black people you those three people are not number one, two, and three. Right. They're, they're probably not num. They're probably not in the teens. You know what I'm saying? If I tell you the rappers that that people are listening to, I'm like, oh, it's Drake, it's Future, it's is yeah, it's Ross. You know what I'm saying? But 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 black folks aren't the majority consumers of hip hop anymore. Yeah, but um, but it, but it's crazy that that a uh within the field in which black people are dominate the the um creation of of the music mm-hmm. that people who they don't regard who who they regard to be tops are routinely like overlooked you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like i'm trying to think like who would win the grammy like next year and you'd be like you know who who's somebody who who's kind of like on the periphery of of rap right now that's kind of in that same same like you know like like Travis Scott or whatever and you'd be like uh. I like hope not. what? Like 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 Travis Scott makes music, but Travis yeah. Scott ain't ain't you know right. Well, I'm gonna say this ain't about, fabulous. Let me say this about Chance. If he ain't fab. And you you know my thoughts. I think Fab is. Did you hear the line he said in his new song? I don't. I don't think Fab's Fab all said that. something about like like um um said they wanted me in some city, um but they trying they trying to book me for my watch like they try to rob me for his watch. But he said no. They want me to sit. They they try to give me a, a Philippe Patek. They're trying to book me for my watch. 
You see what I'm saying? They're trying to I, sign him up, and, and, and instead of the price, they got to give him him a protect. I'm, That's just I'm, so player, man. I'm, I'm still not a. They try I'm to still book, not sold they on to Fab. Before watch. I'm still not sold on Fab. But one thing about Chance that I really liked, he did an interview, and he played. I don't know if you ever saw this. He played some of the songs that I, I guess I don't know if he did it beforehand or if it was after. But he, I know. Matter of fact, it was it was beforehand. He wrote and and created some of the tracks for Kanye okay. that appeared on Life of Pablo. I don't okay. know if they were reference tracks or what, but man, some of them were better than what appeared on Life of Pablo. I could believe that it. got me. I started listening to Chance after I saw that interview. I said, "Man, that's that's banging!" Like I really liked it. And they were they were referenced. Some of them were reference tracks, and some of them were just the the hooks. But I became a fan of of Chance. I'm not a uh, a, he's a diehard dope. It, chance guy, but I get, I get it. He can be dope. Yeah, yeah. He he could like you know because he killed him on the ultralight beam. He's he's on one song I really like that um that all my friends are wasted song mm-hmm. that he he has like a versus him and um a, a female artist and um Snake Hips is the group actually, but but yeah he's he's dope, but I don't think he's like. A vital voice right now that people kind of like want to um, put him up on that point, that pedestal. The 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 performance of the night I actually thought was that Alicia Keys um, duet with the one chick, yeah, Ma- Marin Moore. Yeah, that's a, a people, that's a dope. A song. lot of people like that one. Yeah. I, I did see a lot. A lot of people on Twitter. The song were, is called Once. Okay. Yeah. Well, and speaking of vocalists, one of the vocalists that I just, it, I know a lot of people enjoy his music, but it just hasn't resonated with me, and that's Weekend. The weekend, you hate I, the weekend. I, I can't. I can't. Fi- you first prefer all, the weekdays. First of all, it sounds as if when he performs, it's and, and it starts back probably to the studio, but he is heavily heavily auto tuned. Okay, like, I feel like that's not really his voice. Okay, but you know, so I I want to see, and I, I saw one performance. This is what did it for me. I saw mm-hmm. one performance in which. I don't know what happened, but something was going on with the mic, and he was singing, and it did not sound anything like what you normally hear, hear from the weekend. You couldn't and feel I, his face, and I feel I, I couldn't feel his face. I feel like the auto tune didn't work. Okay, and that right there told me, okay, this dude. But everybody's like, oh, he's the new Michael Jackson voice. Blah blah blah. blah. I don't feel it. I like Party Next Door better than him. If we're if we're going but by, by the who, by the way, has the worst name. Party next door is the worst. I like name. those. I, I think those names are, are, are so stupid coming out of Toronto. That's just like whatever. The weekend. Yeah, I'm the weekend. I'm party next door. I'm um, you know, I'm the next big thing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm Friday night's main event. <laughs> I blame this on Drake. It's all Drake's fault. How dare you? Drake, Drake is the only thing good good about the music right now in 2016 and 2017. How about how about how about the weekend beefing with Bieber today? What is that about? Selena. Is she even like like a a list? Like I know girls on on on. on and I could call up a girl right now. Looks better than Selena. And, and I, I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Twenty five percent of my my Facebook friends look better than than than, uh, than um, Selena Gomez. I'll, I'll put that. <laughs> I mean, wait, real wait. talk. What you say? Say that again. Twenty five percent of my female Facebook friends look better than Selena Gomez. Okay. And three percent of the men. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? All right, we're gonna we're gonna go past that. Twenty one pilots they won an award, and obviously they took their pants off. I don't know if you saw that. 
and they had their uh, boxers. Didn't on. give it to Twenty One Savage. They gave it to Twenty One Pilots. You know they're from Columbus. I do now. I like that. Uh, what's that song they have? Stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I like that. They have like some weird lyrics. Like my name's Blurry Face, and I care what you think. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Ed Sheeran performed. Ed Sheeran gets down. I love him. Like, like I love Ed, his Ed music. Sheeran. Like, 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 doesn't look like he would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he he comes on the court and he puts up thirty every time. Yeah, he and, and, his, and he's a great writer. His new song is almost like rap. Like, you know how rap has become super sing song now. Yeah, and like his song is like if put like this, you could switch switch him and, and like a rapper around right now. Him and Migos could could do each other's performance and you'd be like oh wow hey man what'd you say about the migos <laughs> and my new jam off that album is t-shirt okay oh yeah you, you can't round that with no i I liked it okay but it, it's it's on the radio now yeah which always makes a difference to me and you're coming along you, you're 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 adding you're adding on to hits to trim life i hear you i have so what's what's the new one swing yes i like that and and, and i was talking to you about this before they have three songs: Black Beatles, Yoga, and Swang. And Swang. Those, those, the that formula right there have, have is you got great to, for them. Have you got to uh, um, look alive? Are you feeling look alive? I don't remember that one. Okay, you got you got to invest your time and look alive. They got a video, but they got a new song that they debuted in a concert. They just played maybe fifty percent of it. And it's featuring Gucci Mane and Kendrick Lamar. Oh and, yeah, and, and, you were telling and me about you can, this. You can you can sh- you can ship that one out right now. <laughs> Ship it gold, that, baby. That, that, that is that is that is that is bad. That that's pure Shrimp Life. If that's Shrimp Life three, I'm in. <laughs> now, hey, back to Ed Sheeran. Did you know that this dude has basically been traveling the world? And I, I don't know if the whole trip has been by himself. I think it's maybe his girlfriend or fiance, wife. Okay. I don't know what it is. She went with him. But um, by the way, those Oregon Ducks uniforms. Yeah, those are kind of hot. Wow. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the Grammys, these Oregon Ducks uniforms. Yeah, the Oregon games on the TV they're right now. Fluorescent, the they're wearing wow. a fluorescent uh, uniform that doesn't have any um, wording on them, but but just, just the, the duck head on on the chest and the wings on the um, shorts. I like those. Yeah. So so Ed Sheeran has been traveling the world, and for a whole year, he's gone without a cell phone. Who is he? Glenn Riley. And and I, I when I read that, I said. I gotta talk to Glenn about this. Yeah, because Glenn does not have a cell phone. I have a cell phone. I don't have cell phone coverage. <laughs> okay, you don't have coverage by choice. Yeah, Ed doesn't have a phone number okay. at all. All right, me you neither. can't get you can't get a hold of him. Yeah, me neither. Wow. Now, 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 granted, he's twenty five. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that's even more more. But I mean, I just don't feel like you need to be in contact. Like people act like like. Like in 1993, women were just on the side of the road, stranded with 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 no like. They were that 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 rarely happened. Like everyone before a phone, and plus you had to clear stuff with people. Like you couldn't like like I might need a phone once a a, a month where I'm like out and about. I'm like oh, dad, I can I can stop over at somebody's house, but like um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for for you for your life. Yeah, yeah, I I can understand that. For someone like me, I couldn't operate without a cell phone. Yeah. It'd be impossible. Yeah, it would be impossible. It it, it literally would be. You just have a work a work number. You could have a car phone. What? You could have a car phone like Ain't the, the, the bulky no car phone. Mario, could you, you operate player. could you operate without a cell phone, Mario? Well, 
Probably not, because I mean, I got to get in touch with the ladies. <laughs> All right, so Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> he always yeah. takes it there. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest, I want to bring him up real quick. Okay. We're going to do the life of uh, Ryan Seacrest one day okay. on this podcast. I think he's just got an interesting story. He just pops up everywhere. Like, I turn on my TV. And there's Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, it's incredible. And and, I, and I've heard he he's paid. Like, he, he'll be a billionaire. Really? Yes. How do you know? What what what's his his, his his hustle? I I'm not. We're gonna find out on the life of Ryan <laughs> on one of these episodes. But I I was reading. He an owns article. the networks and shit. I mean, it's crazy. Like he is so. He he's not just a face. Like behind the scenes, uh-huh. he has. He's doing production. Yeah, he's producing. Like, they they they. they turn, s- turns out American Idol is Ryan Seacrest. Oh man. Um, speaking of that, we're going to talk one day about America's Got Talent and the whole Nick Cannon beef. I guess Nick Cannon's been making a lot of comments that are um, politically driven. Okay. Um, you know, that have really ticked off a lot of people at the network. Okay. And basically, Nick Cannon walked off the show. Okay. And so they're basically trying to figure out what's going to happen moving forward. But <laughs> Nick Cannon, man, he's 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 going hard on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Lady yeah. Gaga, real quick. She performed at the Grammys, also performed um, at the Super Bowl. One thing with the Super Bowl, she got a lot of uh, a lot of comments on not only Instagram with pictures, but also on Twitter with mm-hmm. uh, with yeah, yeah, with a little bit of that fat hanging over. I thought that was that was harsh. I don't think she has. It's not like she has a belly. It's just that if you wear your 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 tights tight enough. That air, it was almost like if she had she had worn, if she was more revealing, it would have been less of like like a, a pouch or whatever. Like I, I thought that right. was, that was unfair. Did you, did you like it? Did you like a little bit of the a little bit of the pouch? You I like? Mean, a she's not not overweight. I don't I don't think you, like you. No, you, she's you, not overweight by any means. You 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 like Lady Gaga? I don't really think Lady Gaga is. is well, I like is, Lady Gaga. Is, a lot. Is, no, I mean I'm talking about yeah, but you like her like her. No, no, I don't like her like in like I'd go on a date with her. I'm okay. talking about I, I okay. like what I she's you, done with her career. No, oh, okay. no, no, no. I thought no. you like. I thought you thought she was. She was. She was. No, cuter than what I, what I think she is. No, okay. I absolutely don't think okay. she's she's cute. But I, I like what she's What's done. What's your ranking? Career. What are you ranking? What's your number? Give her a number. My number? No, we're not doing. Okay. That's that's sexist. Stop that. Well, I, I will say this. <laughs> you don't like women by numbers. I, I will say this. Yeah, she I do. I, I th- <laughs> Mario, what do you rank her, Mario? Since Mario's throwing Mario, toss to the wind. One to ten. What do you give uh, Lady Gaga? She's somewhere between like a seven. Okay. She's a seven. Somewhere okay. around that round. Now here's like the thing, by the way, we talk about, about about women rankings. If you say like if you were to go to the mall, how many, what percentage of women do you think like you would date? Like would you, like obviously like if I go to Kimwood right now, I would be like, uh, I might see two maximum girls that like oh i really like 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 you know what i'm saying not that some you know what i'm saying not that but but like that wouldn't be the official ranking of attractive or not you know what i'm saying yeah like it's weird like because if you say somebody's a 10 obviously a 10 or, or if i say okay she's a you know on a scale of 110 i give her a 9.1 obviously that doesn't mean that that if i get get 10 more women in there's gonna be one better than, than looking than her so a ten to a nine doesn't mean nine point one percentile. You see what I'm saying? This is too deep. I don't go to the mall, so this is like. But real. you you know you know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah, I do. Like when you were in high school, like as high school always, if there were a hundred girls, you know what I'm saying? Like how many were you really like like trying to get with? It was probably like maybe 
If there, you, you know, said if there were a hundred girls, there were a hundred. You might say, like, "Oh, I'm reach like six. Like, you know do you saying? mean trying to get with them as far as be my girlfriend or just connect and hook up with them? Connect and hook up with you, it would probably be like what? That's a higher number. Yeah, like fifty percent. No, 50, 50, 50, 50, man, Mario, Mario casting cast that wide net. Jeez. No, 50% would be, like, you talk about drunk? 50%? Just, 50% is. Out of 100? That's so you, your shot. Huh? Man, you are Shoot a, vol- you are a oh. volume scorer. You do a, you, you, you do a Kobe's last game. <laughs> oh, Mario. Mm, man. Wow. Well, well, this changes stuff. Right, how, yeah, how about that Yeezy season? Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into that. We'll jump in that Yeezy here in a second, but. Uh, during the Gram, I thought the Grammys commercials were better than the Super Bowl commercials. Quietly, how how about the It Takes Two remix or remake, whatever you? I saw call that. It. I said there are going to be a lot of um, hip hop purists that are, that are <sighs> not going to are, are going to have a big problem with with Lil Yachty. And I tell you what, Lil Yachty wasn't that bad on it. He actually sounded coherent. I guess I, I roll with Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty's I, I what, don't what about, about, I don't. I can't mess with. I can't mess with. I, Lil I like Yachty. you. That, that, uh, I don't like Little Boat. I, I'm with you. I like. I like. I, I'm getting. I'm getting Uzi Vert more. Okay. I'm starting to understand Uzi Vert. Okay. <laughs> and I I can get with that I'm, now. I'm 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 full board with with, with Yachty. I, I mess I, with I mess with Vert. Yeah. I don't. I, Vert seems just kind of. I don't know. Put like Yachty knows how to pick a track. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's been on like probably four songs. Like, I love that uh, the song. Are you hip to Kyle? Nah, uh-uh. I heard it. Yeah, that that song. With you Kyle. like that, yeah. Mario? I ain't been getting high, or maybe a little girl. I'm not gonna I lie. Don't, I don't condone this. <laughs> that, that I is, can't condone this. That is cut. All right, we're gonna. Hey, we're, I we're, spy with my little eye, a curly head, a cutie that don't get too to many Ryan's, likes. Back to Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <That's> uh. <good. laughs> so uh, anyway, hey, real quick, R.I.P. Algero. Yeah, and that that really that really slipped by. Shopping on That's all he had. <laughs> Algero, that was one of my my uh, father's favorites. Man, Algero. Uh, the 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 last man to chart using primarily scat. Yep, absolutely. And and there there there's a certain generation that of people that Al Jarreau, when he died, and they really did pour out some liquor. <laughs> <laughs> they poured it out. Man, I hadn't heard him him. Uh, I haven't heard like it, him doing any any relevant music since the eighties. So, it, but you know what? But 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 that generation, they didn't care about. New music. They oh the, the the my dad's generation. They they will bump Lionel Richie's first album. Yeah. What is the deal with like like? Cause you know I find as I get older, like I mean I'm probably more so than most people. Like I check for new people. Like I don't have I don't have any like preconceived notions while I'm listening to music. Like there are people who like look at like Lil Yachty and just be like I'm not gonna this like gonna this terrible. guy because he has. Red hair and he's got you know gold teeth or whatever. Down, right. You know, sp- you know they have like skittles. Yeah, they 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 feel like I'm not gonna like this because this doesn't look like the hip hop of my age. Right, and I'm like not like that at all. Like like whatever. Like whatever is going on ten years from now, I'm probably gonna like forty percent of that mm-hmm. as well. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the way you're supposed to, um, you know, consume art. But like. You get to a certain point, and I think people just be like, "Look, I've got my, I've got my favorites, 
and it's going to be real tough to break into that Rolodex. Like, I'm listening. I got nine and a half artists I'm listening to, and if you want to be the 10th, you better, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know. I think people need, cause you know, like, L- Lauren Hill was in town, and people are still like Lauren Hill. And I'm like, yeah, Lauren yeah. Hill's not, not done anything in so long that I can't even get excited about it. Like, no, like you can't. Like, do I want to hear show La- up? Lauren Hill? Yeah, 45 minutes. Do I want to hear Lauren Hill performing the same songs that she performed when she was 21 now that she's 40? Like, I would I would have loved that concert when she was 21, yeah, but that, now she's 40. It just seems like I'm listening to this music, and I'm feeling like we got cheated uh, out of, you know, two decades worth of possible work in which you would have been a vital artist, not to mention a socially important artist. And right. you're just like... This is nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, hey, uh, that's that's pretty much it with the Grammys. You got anything else with the Grammys? Uh, Any other performances? I mean, if you want to talk about about Yeezy skipping them, but but no. Nah. Um, yeah, it was funny at the remember at the end of the show when it, it sounded as if Yeezy we didn't was talk about about Adele and oh, Beyonce. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shoot, you're burying the lead, sir. Sorry about that. My God, you, you messed me up because you brought it up too early. Well, well you messing up my flow, bro, man. Anyway, so let, let, let's talk about that. The now, main event. Uh, Adele obviously has um, a lot of love for Beyonce. Man. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. I, I had no idea. But it, it's well, it's, well, she's a human. So, 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 how can you not? And it's crazy to me that there are so many people within the music industry, like high level artists, that just bow down to Beyonce. Like, I mean, just true love for. And I don't know why they wouldn't. And I and, and the thing is, I I personally thought Adele's album deserved that. Okay. And a lot of people felt Beyonce's I thought, album. We'll put it like this: I thought Adele had the better song. Like yes. I didn't have a problem. But even saying that, I didn't. I think that is the third best song on the Adele album. I told you I really liked that uh, when we were young, and yeah. I really liked that that you know send a love letter, or whatever. Right. Track. I think those are superior songs. But I think Beyonce had the more cohesive album and considering what it was about, considering that they, how they dropped it with the the video for every song, <clears throat> considering the, the nature of what she was going through with it, but you know, the, the Im- implied Jay-Z affair and just the right. whole social conscience of, of the time, you know, it seemed like that was um, a statement that, that, you know, would, would be rewarded. But I mean, Beyonce is on such another level artistically, and I, it almost bothers me because people just say, like, like I don't think Beyonce is like the most beautiful looking woman in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, she, she's attractive. You know what I'm saying? But like, but Beyonce, artistic wise, is like killing them so much. And I'm, I'm like, people, yeah, people do not give it credit. Like, like I always say, like that beat for single ladies. If I just gave you that beat, I could have gave that beat to to fifty female vocalists throughout this country or, or throughout the world and, and nobody and nobody would have a better song right. than Beyonce. Like 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 that's not accidental. You know what I'm saying? Like there there are certain things just like man, like 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 I don't think people are are, are catching this. They just be like, oh I like the music, but they're not seeing like the level of difficulty it is right. to, to do this. Like in every single time out, like every time you drop an album, this is like, whoa, this is this is code. And I agree with you. But yet, I still prefer Rihanna's music. Oh, well, I mean, Rihanna's in the conversation, obviously. And I mean, Rihanna has very good singles. You know what I'm saying? 
But I mean, like I said the singles, none of the songs hit me th- this last go round. As sex as, with me didn't hit you. I mean, it did hit me like 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 um, what was the one um, Rihanna song or Beyonce song? Rihanna song, like a few years ago, the one where she was like her first like slow slow song. Suddenly there was a you know round and around and around and around we go. Mm-hmm. So do, it, do it more time. Doom, Tell me now, tell me now, tell me now, tell me now, you know. Why are you holding the mic like that? Because that's, that's how I do what I think. <laughs> Mario, you see you holding that mic Something like that? in the way you move. <laughs> All right, this is good. I want on. you to stay. Okay, it's called stay. Hey, back to Ryan Seacrest. Stay was cut. Yep. Uh, Rude Boy was cut. Like, yep. I don't know. I, I thought she had a whole lot more um, firepower. What's the one? Um, um, we Found Love. Yeah, but I thought I thought this album the the songs the song with well Drake. Together. I mean, what the the Drake song was dope. But I thought I'm still waiting on that. I album. I thought the Drake's the, the Drake Rihanna album. The, the, yeah, oh, no doubt the um the Rihanna song on Drake's album that I'm too good. For, yeah, to yeah. Do, I thought that was a colder song than work. I agree with that. Yeah, so, I do. So I, will, the, I will agree with that. I thought her album, though, I thought the album, the songs blended very well together. If you listen to the first song to the last song, they kind of have a great flow. Okay. Yep. So, but I mean, but the, the Beyonce album, you know, like, like, um, oh, I, I didn't hold up was killing. I really like the, um, I think the problem with her album, though, was that because she released all the songs at once, I think she should have done alternate videos for, for numerous songs because once you Excuse got me, it sir, all at the same it's, time, it's visual. <laughs> once, once you got all the songs at once, it didn't foster like the life of the album going going uh-huh. on. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 was that was uh if if I can dare give, but like Adele, Adele, whenever she drops the album, you feel like like they're not gonna give her um, the visuals the songs deserve because. <laughs> She's basically it's just Adele standing still or Adele walking or Adele, but she's she's not gonna do anything physical. And I always feel like, you know, like Bieber wasn't even in his videos this, this time around. Yeah, no, like like, like the video is is, is dying. <laughs> One person that cares about a, a a live video at twenty seventeen is, is is the brothers Ray Shrimmer. They're the only ones that's doing it correct. And that's why you love them, Black Beatles. Hey, uh, my guy from Los Angeles, California. My my buddy Jers, who I wanted to bring in uh, for this show to talk a little bit about the Ball Brothers, we're going to get him on uh, next week. That's a shame. He ruined he ruined all this good Ball Brothers talk. Yeah, well he he coaches uh, basketball okay. in uh, Los Angeles, and um, he better he better game. guard Lamella full court. <laughs> well, let's hey, let's jump in on our blast from the past. Okay. I've got an artist here. So this artist is from Mount Vernon, New York, born Ju- June fourth, nineteen sixty eight. He was part of the, a little bit part of that New Jack swing era. He was the starting football quarterback in high school and or, earned a scholarship to the University of Iowa. Okay, was discovered by Quincy Jones in 1987. His first album came out in 1988. Was called In Effect Mode. So two million copies. First single was Night and Day. You know who this is, Glenn? I'll be sure. I'll be sure. But Night and Day, one of his most popular songs, that's not the song I want to talk about today. Okay. You, one of you, my favorite songs. I, I know songs. what you're talking about. It, it, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that is what I'm thinking of. Hold on, don't say anything. Okay. Mario. That's you. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
see you, Mario. You can start bobbing your head, Mario. Damn, Mario. You ain't feeling this is real? <laughs> he's not. He's just, he's just looking. Hey, don't fade it out yet. We're going to wait till the hook kicks in, Mario. What does this even mean? You got to get off of your... Like, who, you a bus driver? Here we go. Here we go. It's what you, you play when you, when you got on your, your, um, your denim hookup. You got your light denim hook up? With the white t-shirt? Shoe, yep, shoes and fans? Yep. Oh, thoughts on that song? Oh, that was cut. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be sure it's like the official, like, like, like pretty boy of the late 80s. That, that He was basically uh what what looking like Diddy Son does right now. They, they were salty that they didn't use Diddy Son to play him in the um, New Edition movie. People were, people were clamoring oh, really? about that. Like, yeah, like, why come y'all to use, use him? Because, like, that's who he reminds people of. The, um, the one son that does acting. The which one? What are you talking Quincy? about? Quincy? Yeah, that Quincy. That is Albie Shore's son. Yeah, but they were salty. Oh, that's Albie Shore's yeah. son? Yeah. I thought that was Diddy's son. No, no it's Albie Shore's son. He's he's by Diddy's baby mama. Yes. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, okay. With Albie Shore. Okay, so yep. that, yeah, they were salty that, that she was, that, that they didn't use him to play Albie. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, and I was going to segue into that. So Albie Shore's son, Quincy. Quincy B. Shore? Has done, well, hold on. Has done a remix of Night and Day. Okay, well, if you, it, it just recently came not, out. Well, if it's not off of your own, I don't care. And, it, and so, uh, but anyway, Albie Shore has uh, three kids. Okay. Quincy's one, obviously, and, and Diddy pretty much raised Quincy. Okay, I'm not sure what happened with that whole family situation, but he has another son who's a producer in Atlanta named Devin, and is another son named Albert, I believe, who's the youngest of them all. Albie Shore Junior. Little B Shore. Wow, and he's an artist. <laughs> His rap name is Little B. Sure, speak of Little I think B. He sings too. Think of Little B. Does Little B remind you of of the new Isaiah Thomas? They look similar. Give Little B. I a, see that. Give Little B a, a thick headband and 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 see what happens. I, I might have to Photoshop that up. You have to do that one. I I, I can't see it right now. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but but Little B. Sure, was he, he a rapper or he a singer? It, I think both. Okay. So, so what did you th- tell me about Off on Your Own? What, I mean, what, was that your track? That was my favorite song. That was my favorite. I'll be sure song. I didn't. I, I don't think it. Um. It, it when it was it, it was when it was at maximum in effect. <laughs> I don't think I was really on it, but but I liked it soon thereafter. But yeah, 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 really, that, that was cut. And I always kind of like night and day. The problem with that is that Babyface had two occasions out, uh-huh. and I think that song was called called Day and Night. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was kind of like a, a weird thing. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'll be sure night. I'm like, you mean Babyface? But yeah. Now, now, one thing with I'll be sure, he had like Anthony Davis has the unibrow, but I'll be sure had the shaped up unibrow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. I don't know why he didn't get flack for that. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was, it was pretty much the same thing. In the in the in the, the album cover. In effect mode. I mean, it's a close up of his yeah, face. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you can't it's do just anything but look at the yeah, brow. It's just the brow. Now, he had four albums. It was like a mustache on, on, your, on your. It was. <laughs> above your eyes. Uh, he had four albums. Okay. <laughs> in effect mode, 1988. Now, this dude worked. In 1988, he dropped the first album. 1990, he came out with Private Times. It was and called the whole Pri- nine. And the whole nine. You remember that? <laughs> in 1992, he came out with Sexy Verses. Okay. 
And then mm-hmm. he had a big drop off. He didn't release his fourth album until 2009. <laughs> what? Big, but but from a writing and producing standpoint, okay, you're still he game. helped introduce. Listen uh-huh. to this list: Jodeci, okay, Tevin Campbell, okay, Case. Case is none of my best of list. Speak for yourself. Faith Evans. Okay. And Usher. Okay. Now, if you're in the R and B game, I take it you always still still getting cracks at writing writing a song for somebody. You should. I'll be sure should. You got a you got a studio, you got a pen. <laughs> Why not? Now we, we often talk about um as we were talking about earlier, one of the segments we like to get into is is music that's out now. And, and, and talk about maybe some new music that we're listening to. And you you alluded to this earlier, and that's Big Sean. Big Sean just dropped a new album mm-hmm. called I Decided. And I don't know if you had a chance to hear it. Not in its entirety, just the, the three singles. Okay. Um, with bounce the back With yeah. the visual. Bounce back. Mario, I don't know if you had a chance to to listen to the Big Sean album, but uh, you have? Okay. Uh, and, I, and I want you to chime in uh, here shortly. Uh, also, and we won't talk about this more than the Big Sean, but Lupe Fiasco just dropped an album. I thought he was retiring. He or, should or have. He, reti- oh, he wow. should have. That that album is awful. Wow. I don't care what anybody tweeted out that you know. What is what's that dude's up to? I have Lupe no, Fiasco is, so is, is arguably better than than every other rapper right now going. Lupe, if you if you told me that everyone was trying their hardest, I'm putting Lupe ahead of of. of Everybody minus maybe Jay Z in the game. Yeah, he, I think I think Lupe is better than Eminem. I think Lupe is better than Kendrick. At his best, Lupe Fiasco is a is a is hell to take to the captain. And that dude makes music. Sometimes you're just like, why? What, yeah, what in the world are you doing? Yeah, I agree with that. You said something too. I want to touch on Eminem. Yeah, Eminem's on Big Sean's album on one of his songs. Yeah, peep that. I, I'm telling you, man, I, and I will argue with anybody on this Eminem's done man I mean and, and when I say done if if anybody if if Jay-Z drops that verse and, I'm, and I know they're different styles and all that but mm-hmm. just just comparable from the level of quality of that verse Jay-Z would be run out of town that yeah. that's like that is just I mean it, to me it was so bad I don't I mean I heard I didn't I didn't think it was it's just kind of like he he's But still, a lot of people liked it. I know. Yeah, I know. I didn't think it was whack, but it just feels like I always like Eminem is is in Eminem world. And he's like mad about stuff and he says certain things that are just kind of like 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 he's still like like he'll talk about killing somebody and he'll just give like like five examples of gory killings that's kind of like it's like silly because obviously but it just means nothing it's like okay what are you talking about like just like you know like and it'll be clever wordplay involved that's what but 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 it's not it's not the visual that that you're 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 inspiring in my mind is just kind of like well this is goofy like this exactly and it's it's clever his wordplay is based on rhymes but it's not based on like ideas like that fabulous line I quoted earlier, that's based on an idea. Yeah, it rhymes, but it's not like I'm I'm trying to rhyme like millionaire with build a bear. Right. Like that's okay, yeah, you 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 pull that off, Eminem, but it's not a dope it's it's silly that you would even 
do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, and, and I and I say Eminem very similar to to Nas, and that is those guys had a had a time frame in which Nas lived in the projects. Yeah. And he created that visual of what it was like in that pissy staircase. Yeah, yeah. Getting off that elevator, that Queensbridge project. You could you could smell it, you yeah. could see it. Nas was a better rapper when, when he, he was were, poor. And they because, need to put because, Nas back yeah. in there. Cuz yeah, that that's that's the thing like, like that's why I always be telling people like when you compare Nas to Jay-Z that Jay-Z is a dope rapper at every stage of the game because right. he he's kind of, you know, once he elevated to the top, he still finds new. And I mean, that's got to be super difficult because how do you, how do you make being number one in 2017, as opposed to being number one in 2003, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he, he can't continues to do it. And even if you don't think he's killing them, like he did, you have to give it that in comparison to the game, it's still, top-notch material as right. opposed to Nas just like well you know I know you 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 were the coldest but like you know and my problem with Nas always that his first album was his best album mm-hmm. his second album was the second best album so not that it's been all downhill since then like I, I thought Life is Good was decent I thought God's Son was dope but in general you, he, he never reached that same quality and a lot of it's just Beat selection, like, oh, he's, like my God, like, like beat selections, like, horrible. Who, like, he, here's here's what what, what that what, could be a money thing though. But no, but here's my thing. Who were the producers on Illmatic? Uh it was DJ Premier, right? It was Pete Rock. It was Big Les. It was um, Large Professor. Are these guys still available for 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 for? Put like this. Give me ten million dollars and I'm doing an album tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And and I'm calling up Premier. I'm calling up Pete Rock. I might be calling up Large Professor. You can these. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to have Kanye and 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 um, Pharrell to produce your album, Nas. You get the people who you. You know what I'm saying? And and him to be such a purist, you would think that he would want that for himself. And it's like you could you could get uh, the. You can get the same amount of tracks for the Illmatic staff right now for psh, under two hundred thousand dollars. I'm sure. Yeah, Lars I'm Profe- sure. Lars Professor's not doing much right Lars now. Lars Professor would do a track for me for three thousand dollars. But does he still have the relationship? Ralph Transvent will come to your your, your birthday party <laughs> next year for. I, I hope so for, for for under for under three grand. Because I want to hear sensitivity <laughs> in my birthday. I don't know about you. But you know, I, and you're you're right. I, I just don't know what what his relationship with those guys are anymore. I mean, what's your relationship to anybody if you're gonna pay on money? You know what, what I'm saying? You ain't gotta be super chummy chummy. Premier would do a track for you for 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 15 G's. Possibly ego. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying. Put, put, put like this: Premier rapping, doing doing beats for um for um Royce the Five Nine. You mean to tell me he ain't doing a beat beat for Nas? Royce the Five Nine is slept on. I yeah. mess with no. I, I'm telling yeah. you, man. When that yeah. dude is engaged, hashtag. And, yeah. When that dude is engaged, he's better than Fab. No. Oh yes. Well, we'll, you know. You know what? You know and, what? And I have let's no go, further comments. Let's go. <laughs> let's go track for track next week. I'll bring in a couple uh, Royce tracks, and you have some Fab tracks, and we'll talk. Oh, you'll lose that. You'll lose that handily. Um, let's, handily, let's, you. Let's go. You're out your mind. Let's go. You're out of your mind, Royce, baby. Out uh, of, how about how, how about we do this? How about verses? 
We'll just we'll just take some verses. <laughs> Still out of your mind. I'm I'm serious. I mean, just no. That's that's not even. That's that's insulting the fabulous. Good, and that was my goal was to insult fab. That that that's that's come on, man. Anyway, so big. And lastly, I'll end with this. Um, big Sean's album I thought was okay. I didn't think it was great. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure. And Big Sean's done a better job. Does, I think he's always struggled writing a beat for me. Yeah. And does think, Big Sean have a, 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 a another speed? Cause I feel like. He is what he is, and though he's he's always like good, I don't see him like attaining the next level. I feel like Big Sean is going to be a consistent rapper in the game, but I don't know if he has. You know what I'm saying? It's it's you, it's like that cat. It's um it's like a Demarcus Cousins. It's like <laughs> or Paul George. It, it it feels like somebody who who's a who's an all star, but they're not going to be um, a champion. He he reminds me he's a young fab. See, but the thing about fab is like now fab's see, beat selection. Oh, fab's is on great. point. But see, the thing about fab is like see, young fab. I was like here or there, like you know, and obviously there was the obvious like like fab is trying to be mace. Mm-hmm. But but breathe is, is the turning point in fab's career. Post breathe, fab has been a uh, uh, in my mind as far as just just getting it right like like you know fab dresses the way i think you should you should dress you know what i'm saying fab talks about you know what i'm saying the game the way it should be talked about like that's the thing that 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 i don't think you're you're fully giving fab credit for like like he's the only one of the few people that i that I check I, for I like swag wise i think my problem is i think i'm i want fab to be better than what he is I'm saying if you hear these these, these, these cuts, like man, if I see the the, the the singles, have you heard uh, "Summertime Shootouts"? Yes. And, and Matter of fact, uh, the song "Summertime Shootout." Matt sent me um, the the there were a bunch of tracks with that, right? That, was it a mixtape? Yeah, but I'm talking yeah. about the, the song. Yeah, called I heard Summer, yeah. yeah, and and you and it's got like, like a uh, artwork for the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah, saw it. I heard it. Yeah, I'm saying the whole thing isn't cold, but the song, but like like maybe. The top two songs off each of those is is, 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 is listen. There there have been some tra- I mean, there's some tracks that Fab has that are dope. I love them. But no I'm doubt saying, about but, it. But but I'm saying when when he has a beat that's dope, it's fabulous. Not a top five MC. Like yeah. he don't never disappoint me. Like like for the other people, I feel like 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 Royce would just seep into some corniness. Like like it, it ain't it ain't I, gonna I, be be the same thing. If you give Fab a tight beat. It's out the door every time, like hundred percent. Mm, I I don't know. About he ain't. He ain't what was the time. last time Fab ruined a beat, but by doing something stupid like that, that never happens. I wouldn't say he does something stupid, but I think his bars will be average. And I I want I do want Fabulous to be better. I don't have anything against Fab. I want him to be better than what because if you think about it, where do you if you look at top. Top ten rappers of all time. Yeah. Okay. Where where would Fab be in that list? Oh, uh, I mean, for me, that he's approaching it. And, and, and Mario, I know for your generation, you might say yes. But I'm saying, <clears throat> like, the problem with Fab is that that he's getting better with age. So Fab in his 30s is a better rap, rapper than Fab in his 20s. 
and pretty much everybody else on the list, you would say they were better in their twenties than yeah. they were in their thirties. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like 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 Jay Z's spot is cemented. Right. But like someone like LL's spot feels like, okay, that's shaky because LL didn't redo anything in his thirties. You know what I'm saying? Or he he made records, but he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hell, LL was booming in his teens. Yep. Right? Like, actually, he had, yep. like, multiple albums in his teens, and most people didn't. And so many people, like, Fab's the only one that's climbing. Like, Jadakiss, I don't feel, is, is still moving up the ladder. Like, Jadakiss is now, I'm not checking for Jadakiss. I'm checking for Fab. You know what I'm saying? And I feel it feels like he's still making relevant music that other people aren't. Like Rick Ross is is going to ascend to a top ten all time rapper if he comes out with a couple more albums because he's still vital. You know what I'm saying? Like Drake is probably a top ten rapper at this point. It, it, as much as that 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 will hurt certain people's feelings to say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Drake, necessarily. Drake is ten years into the game, and and and, and how many people have had like four live albums? Yeah, I'd have to absorb Drake's career a little bit more before I'd, I'd step out and say that. But I I do see what you're saying. But hey, let's 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 end on a couple things. Um, I want to say, shout out to the former CEO who recently passed away of Little Caesars. Yeah, I heard about that. That that, that um, saw that you posted that that um, paid for um, Rosa Parks. Yeah. So the former uh, CEO is a Detroit native. Okay. Um, used to be an owner, like Royce the Five Nine of the Tigers. Yes, Royce the Five Nine. He's a big Royce the Five Nine. Did pay for pay for Rosa Parks <laughs> lodging. So Rosa Parks lived in Detroit. Yeah, and what happened was, um, I think when she was, I want to say she was like maybe eighty one. Uh huh. Uh, she got robbed. Yeah, coming out of her home. Well, then they set her up in an apartment. After she got robbed, okay. somebody somebody helped her out. It wasn't the little uh-huh. Caesar, but there was an article in the paper about it. And when the CEO read that article, he said, "You know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take care of her." And so from 1994 to 2005, okay, he he paid her rent. Yeah, often often wondered what became of all the civil rights like legends and and did. Any like rich black person, you know, cut them a check or just any rich person, period. Right. But 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 obviously you would think there would be an onus on like, I don't know who is black and rich during the 70s. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, if you were, you would think that there would be somebody like, look, look, Stevie Wonder is just going to be like, yo, you, um, um, you know. <laughs> Who was still alive and stuff in, 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 in the 70s and junk. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. uh, you know. Mary McLeod Bethune. She's probably <laughs> she's probably dead by then. But but whoever, you know what I'm saying? saying right. Yeah. Like we we got you. Or, or even, you know, uh, you know, Mark, the, the widows of, you know, yeah, yeah, Be- yeah. Betty Shabazz or whatever. Right. Like somebody should have I would check. I would like to to think that that happened. If it if it didn't, you know what I'm saying, somebody needs to 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 be be we as a people need to be scalded for that. We the people. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> No well, further comments. Hey, <laughs> and we hey we've got a lot to get to next yeah. time. We got to talk about Trump. Uh, we'll jump into that Yeezy season. Uh, Adrian yeah. Broner fights okay this That's weekend right. here yeah. in Cincinnati. Floyd might be in town. It's a lot of craziness. Could be crazy. You might you might hang out with Floyd, the money team. Let's see. Let's see what hey, happens hey. with the money team. The, the next commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast, episode number 22. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. Yep. And I'm Glenn. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) What?